What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joel Dells. And this is now episode 206. In this episode, we are going to give our final AFC predictions and talk about the 49ers signing Jimmy Garoppolo and what it means for Trey Lance. Now, AFC predictions, this is going to be a big time show. Big time. Next show. Let's go. NFC predictions are final standings for that conference. And then the show after that is going to be a playoff bracket, which is going to be very interesting. I thought we were doing AFC playoff bracket today. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Do you want, do you no, want to do the No, bracket? I thought we were doing no, a no, different no, episode. No. My bad. I no. mean, what do you guys, would you want to just do the playoff bracket in one show? Nah, no. we can do another one. Let's milk no. that. It'd be perfect. Exactly. By we that can. time comes around, it's going to be week one. That's fine. We can, well, the we show. We do it on Saturday or Sunday. The show before week one. Next week is NFC. Or ne- next episode's NFC. Yeah. So we can do the playoff bracket. We definitely can. We yeah. can do it on Tuesday. Yeah. Look at that. We're planning it right now live on air. But Tuesday, I thought it's NBA. No, no, we're doing three. We're doing three straight okay. football episodes. That's what I thought we were doing. I was thinking maybe we can do two straight football episodes, then do a basketball one, then before week one, which I think is Thursday. It's, it's next Thursday. Next Thursday. Thursday. That's why okay. I say maybe. So next then do three we do football, football straight, and yes. then do the basketball. We, can, on Thursday we, could, or Friday. we could record next Friday, recap the Thursday game, and then talk going about to football. Sundays. Good idea. Or do you think we should do the show before Thursday? Give our week one predictions. We can make the week one predictions on the basketball episode. No, we could yeah. do Tuesday. We could do the playoff prediction, do our week one prediction, and then we could just do some recapping, recapping the game after Thursday, and then that's go too. basketball. Yeah, that's too. We'll, we'll figure it out. Right. Just know that we have three football episodes coming up. AFC Finals Predictions, which is this show. NFC Next Show. And then I'm not sure if it's going to be the third or fourth show, but our playoff bracket is going to be coming up. My bad, bro. I was trying to spit on my gum because I don't want to I think it's better for the, the for the playoff bracket to be one show because if it's just the AFC, we're going to basically give the AFC champion and then not have, like, an opponent. I know what you're saying. Yeah, to go in the Super Bowl. No, we need both. But that's, I know you were looking forward to. I was because I was Colts. I was looking forward to. All right, playoff time. Who the Colts have to play? Now this is the conversation we've had all off season. But that could wait. Yeah, that can wait. And also, just to let you guys know, we recorded a Patreon exclusive episode. Yes, sir. Yesterday Oof. and going forward, see, we love to spoil you guys, and we we're gonna make the Patreon exclusive episodes only for Patreon members and Discord members, but. If you are in our chalkboard as well, which is free to join, you can get access to the episode. Wow. We are spoiling, y'all. I didn't agree to that. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> what do you think about it, Riv? I don't agree. You feel like it, it should just be for Patreon? I feel like, um, no, nah, I'm there's, just trolling. We can do that shit. <laughs> there's a lot of people in that chalkboard. There's mad there's people in that chalkboard. There's a lot of people in but, that um, chalkboard. But, um, yeah, get, fuck it. Give it to them. Yeah, sure. Pulse. So that means but we have to give something else to our Patreon oh, members. Wow. Then. We do. It's not even better. Or them. 
The Patreon exclusive should be that the guests get to come on. Like, we get two guests that come in and get, do a segment. Like, I mean, I feel like that's pretty easy. That's fair. That is fair. That's tough. Yeah. That is pretty cool. And that could be for those that are paying the upper echelon tiers. They go first. Yep. And then you no, not that they go first, that they get to come on to the show. We actually just, let them. Yeah, but you can't just let, just because a dude paying a dollar and nothing. No, that's not, that's exactly correct. That's, but the dude that's paying a dollar, I feel like he could, he can get his turn. He just got to wait. Eventually. That's facts. Eventually. But that's, that's the tier though, because you pay that well, tier I, to be on guest That's on the what show. I just said though. I said up the dudes who get paid the most, they go first and you Well, break ultimately it down. the people on Patreon are the ones that are, that are asking us questions. Facts. Like they, the get, they get it. Either answer. way, they do. But we're about to open it out. up. You know what? Y'all yeah, figure it and out. And also okay. the Discord <laughs> Discord voice chat. Like, well, I'll say this. There. Chalkboards, they're only getting it to view it. Patreon, if you're on the Patreon, you get to actually ask us questions. Okay. Get your questions answered on the show. Okay, fine. And yes. if you're in a certain tier, you get to actually have an appearance on the show. Fair. Something that I've been wanting to do, but now we actually have the opportunity to do so. Okay. That's right? fine. I feel like that's firm. Yeah. So they so chalkboard could just look at it. Chalkboard literally just gets it. access to watch it. Lit. I get the link. Yeah, all they get is the link. Yeah, the link. Yeah, that's true. There we go. I like that. Good. I, I like that we just did a lot of planning in the in first three minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. We have we have awesome. a big time announcement coming soon too. Very We're not soon. announcing it yet. Now nah, we can't. You know, you know right, but just sneak peek. Two big time sponsors sponsoring our show. Everybody look that confused. is lit. Big announcement. <laughs> Come on, man. You know it's up. We should have it hopefully ready for next episode. Yeah. yeah. We should. This is dope, man. Just because, like, I know we're probably going to talk about it more when, you know, we actually announce it. But I think it's dope that this is our first football season or first season of anything where we're actually being sponsored. And that's a credit to the fans just being so loyal that's and viewing God. our content. That's on God. And pushing us and with the positivity, the comments. It all means a lot. It all goes along. And give us a round of applause, please, for the 30,000 subscribers. That is a huge accomplishment right there. And, and literally, just as Joel said, that's all credit to you guys. You guys coming in every single episode that we drop and showing us love just means the world to us. And it is just cannot be emphasized enough. enough. We would not be anything without y'all. So thank you very much. Let's get on to the meat of the show. Hot. AFC what? West... Predictions. Before we get on, if you want a Rib Academy t-shirt... No cap. Tell them where to get a Rib. Ah, uh, honest to God, you're really useless. You cannot do that. Sorry, bro. my bad. Like, that was crazy. Pickasidepodcast.com. Is, is that a website? No, yes. I'll be honest. You know why I said that? Because I didn't know the website. You know what's crazy? You know what? I'll make it even better. Just DM me personally. And then I will just give you a link to the account, and then you can just go buy one. So just Perfect. personally DM me. I always answer. I'm always on my phone. So you can just DM me, Instagram, Twitter, all that. I'll even throw you a follow if you go get the shirt. Real. So yeah, nice. Go, go do all that. Instagram, Twitter, you know, DM me, and then I'll link Joel, and then you, you know what I'm saying? Do all that. All right, and Don't the, do that ever and again. The, and the last, I didn't know the website. But what makes you think I would know? Come on, you should have just. <laughs> you know, you're going to impress Yo, Drew. What's the website name? I really think that you should know it, though. No, it's literally Pixar Podcast. We didn't. We don't really talk about the website. Yeah. We never talk about the website. All right. The, the last shout out I want to give. So our boy Justin Alba. Remember I mentioned him on the show a couple yep. of episodes ago. He actually just had surgery to get his tumor removed in his lungs. And the doctor says they're actually amazed that there is no trace of the tumor Let's anymore. Go. Let's go. So obviously, Justin, I'm so grateful. I'm so happy that everything went well. Just wanted to give you that quick shout out, King. Happy you're doing better. Yeah, that's great news. AFC West predictions. Let's get on to the show. Let's go. Because this is this is the toughest division in the AFC, I think, by Easy. far. Maybe toughest division in the NFL. Yeah, yes. it is. 
I didn't very turn very difficult. Yeah, just because it goes with the hat. Look, okay. You know what I'm saying? We're good. Now, Thanks, final Shout AFC out to Riff for doing it first. Final AFC West predictions. Drew, I feel like you're the only person that's going to have the Broncos one. So <laughs> why do you have the Broncos one? I have the Broncos one because we got the number one thing that we desperately needed, and that was a quarterback. And we didn't just get an average quarterback. We got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in Russell Wilson. I've said it for years now. Joe can attest to this. If we got a quarterback, we're Super Bowl contenders. And again, like I just mentioned, we didn't just get anyone regular. We got Russell Wilson. Now you pair that along with Jerry Judy. You pair that along with Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, who has the potential to be a top five back in the NFL if given the opportunity and believe it or not, I do believe he's going to have that opportunity this season. With a solid old line, we don't have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, but it's definitely an upgrade to what he had over there in Seattle. And then our defense. Our defense has been a cornerstone for us for the past couple of, basically since Peyton Manning has been gone. Of course, that is a testament to Vic Fangio as well, and he's no longer with us. However, I still think that they have the, the concepts and the ideas of what to do already since they already had been coached with Fangio. It's not just going to suddenly be gone and they don't know what's up. Pat Sertan also needs a a shout-out by himself also because he is going to be a superstar corner in this league. Last season, his rookie season, he was tremendous, and I think that he takes a step forward even more in his progression this sophomore season. He will will be the true lockdown number one corner that we need him to be. Our secondary is amazing. Justin Simmons also deserves some love. Kareem Jackson deserves some love. Ronald Darby is one of those guys that I look at and just wish that we had the Kyle Fuller, the Bryce Callahan last season, but... Even still, Bryce, excuse me, Ronald Darby is good enough to hold it down at that cornerback too. The only weakness I look at with our team right now is linebacker. We didn't keep Joe Schobert, which I was absolutely shocked about. Uh, we cut him like immediately after signing to a contract. But I understand it I, to a degree, but I would have liked to have him just to have a little bit more depth at, at linebacker. But you have Randy Gregory. It looks like Bradley Chubb has been a standout in training camp so far. I'm very optimistic with our team, and it really all starts with Russell Wilson in that offense. You know, I, I'm not surprised Chubb is a standout. The offensive line is not that good. I can, I, I wonder well, why. Well, he's you know he's on the side of Garrett Bowles, who's no, actually he's, he's amongst really well, the Bowles best left tackles had in the game. What one or two good years so far? Two, well, but back to back. He's been in the yeah. league for three, five. four years. No, no, no. But this he had five, a, he had a rough start. He had he got his contract in his fourth year, so this was he had just his year fifth five. year. Yeah. Well, but he was great his his contract year, and he was great last season. So back to back. Offensive lines, don't sleep on Lloyd Cushenberry. Don't do that, all right? Lloyd Cushenberry, third-round pick last season, had a really good rookie season, has been the standout on our offense, offensive line this training camp. Dalton Risner is is firm enough to, to get the job done. The rest of the guys, we're going to see. It, it is a wait-and-see there, but protecting Russ's blind side is the most important part, and we have that locked down. The Broncos have a good team. Um, all offseason, I have been hell-bent on the notion that I think that the narrative that the Broncos were always this quarterback away was a bit overblown. And it's not because the Broncos are not a good team. It's because you look at the AFC and the AFC is stacked. You have mentioned that on previous occasions. The AFC is stacked to the point that even if you get this big-time quarterback, well, that big-time quarterback isn't as good as those other AFC 
big time quarterbacks. Debatable. And the this rosters is, this are rich. Good. This is rich. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. This is rich. Russell Wilson's on their level. No, but this is rich. Oh, no. Your argument is funny. It's it's no, I know where we're going Because he's essentially no, saying I know, this, I know where we're going with this. No, it's this, gonna get better. We yeah, all know. It's gonna we get all better. He's, he's not on Justin Herbert's level either. No, he's not. Uh, Herbert is oh. they're all better. Yeah. But you're telling me there can't be one season. Well, that's the I apologize to Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. I really do apologize for cutting you off because you know you shouldn't do that. But I just want to say There's a world he can outplay Herbert in a playoff game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Well, we There's, don't know. Herbert hasn't been in the playoffs. No, and that's not what I was gonna but say. But I don't think he's better than Herbert. My point being, either. there isn't a seat. You don't think that this year Russell can be better than Herbert statistically, play wise. This year, Russell be. has those capabilities. Okay, uh, but looking at it from a realistic perspective, <laughs> I'm not saying that that's that can't happen. <laughs> We're talking about Russ, who's been a top three quarterback once in his career. I understand also, that, like, but Herbert in his first two seasons has the most yards and touchdowns of any quarterback in NFL history. We look Russ at the chart. We look at the Chargers, their weapons are better than the Broncos. We look, their offensive line is significantly better than Denver's, too. Uh, like they have better pieces around Herbert for that offense to thrive. The, the Broncos, to me, I think are a big mystery because c- can I see them winning the division? Yes. Can I see them being third place? Yes. Can I see them being that sixteen team that makes it to the playoffs? Yes. Teddy Bridgewater last year... I know he has his flaws as a quarterback, but when he played, the Broncos had a winning record. The Broncos would have finished with the winning record had he played and Drew Locke didn't sub in for him because Drew Locke cost them a lot of games. Bridgewater was first in accuracy under pressure um, before the week nine bye, and the Broncos offensive line finished average in pass block win rate and run block win rate. So Teddy Bridgewater was otherworldly good under pressure and that's something like like is Russell Wilson good under pressure yes absolutely well he ranked number one I don't know if he'll rank number one and was that an outlier stat for Bridgewater yes that's why I don't think it's rep you can't replicate that again and the offensive line allowed pressure at the 12th highest rate in the NFL so Russell Wilson he's going to an average offensive line he himself has caused himself to um, force pressure upon himself because he does have a tendency to hold the ball longer than usual. Last year, he took 20 sacks when he held the ball for three seconds or more. So he does take on a lot of sacks. The good thing about Denver is that they have the easiest schedule of pass defenses. And that's why that's I think facts. they will make the playoffs. For me, the AFC West is three teams that are making the playoffs. The Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. The Chargers, to me, are 13-4. and four. The Chiefs twelve and five. The Broncos eleven and six. The Raiders, they don't make the playoffs, and I'll get into that now because I know the Chiefs and the Chargers one is a bit more obvious. They went four and zero in overtime games last year. The Raiders did the most since the twenty eleven Cardinals, and they went five and one in games decided by a field goal or less, and seven and two in one score games. That type of outcome is probably not going to happen this upcoming season. And they trailed in 15 games last season, the fourth most of any team. The only other teams that were worse were the New York Jets, a top 10 pick, the Lions, the second overall pick, and the Giants, a top 7 pick. Against top 15 pass offenses, they allowed 48 points, 41, 33, 32, 32, 28, and 26 points. This year... They are facing the third most difficult schedule of passing offenses. They are a team that has to win via shootout. I think their defense is going to get exposed. They're going to be one of the. They're going to be a bottom twenty defense this upcoming season. And can the Raiders win you shootouts? Can Derek Carr win you that? Yes. 
but it's kind of like the 2015 Saints. They can win those offensive games, though, but their defense ultimately is going to cost them those games. The fact that the Raiders made the playoffs last year was pretty surprising. Can I ask you, I, I don't think they have the linebacking core, obviously, that the Niners have. There, there's not many people better than Fred Warner for sure. But we saw that them getting pressure allowed for their secondary to have a little bit of ease there. Mm -hmm. You don't think that with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, they get enough pressure that it at least alleviates a little bit of pressure when it comes to the secondary? Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely help it. And I think the Chandler Jones addition, the Chandler Jones addition was huge. For sure. They will generate pressure to kind of give the secondary a bit of a break. Because Max Crosby is one of the best pass rushers in the league. Yeah, there's uh. no doubt. Like, there's a scenario where, you know, if all the stars align, then yes, the Raiders can get in. But right now, I have them at 9-8. and eight. They're going to be the best fourth, fourth place team of all time. Um, I'm going to do mine's a little different. I'm going to start from the top to bottom. So, for me, personally, I have the Chargers as the best team in this division from top to bottom. I like the offense of Justin Herbert, Michael Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I like the defense. I like the addition of Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. I'm a pretty big believer of Santi Samuel in year two. I, I like him Fair as a enough. player. I think he's going to be really good this year, especially with playing with a lockdown like J.C. Jackson, Derwin James. That secondary is nasty. I think they're just probably the most complete team in the AFC, in, in that division. I don't think we got to talk about it too much. For me, number two is the Chiefs. You know, I think losing Tyreek Hill is – Big, but I expect a big year from Sky Moore. I expect Travis Kelsey to carry that offense. And then you still have the best quarterback in the league sitting right there. Jesus so, Christ. What? It's, it's just All a right, fact. But to dig on. into more of the the three and the four spot, because I think that's more of the juicy conversation for this division, I don't have the Broncos at three. I actually Ooh. have Oakland at three. Las and, Vegas. Damn. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Pardon me. I have Las Vegas at three. And it's not because Denver isn't a good team. Oh, All man. four of these teams are. Are good. It had to be riff, you know, because I'm better going. I, you know, I have three teams coming out of the playoffs for the, in this division, and that is the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders. I just like the weapons they got. I like the fact that Chandler Jones and Max Crosby is going to bring Nearly. that pressure on the end. I like the offense with Devontae Adams, with Hunter Renfro, and Derek Carr. Darren Waller is also there. I think their weapons are better than the Broncos. Oh, absolutely. I think they're. Weapons are better. I think in those shootouts that they can get into, they can win those games because Devontae Adams is that type of game changer. So is Darren Waller. The defense is going to struggle, I feel like, but I feel like that offense is going to be able to carry them at least to a playoff spot, probably bottom of the you know, seven to six seed, but I think they can get in. Denver, for me, is just a lot of questions. You know, the linebacking core, Bradley Chubb, can he finally have a superstar breakout year? The secondary is amazing, but Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, what is he going to show? Is Cortland Sutton, what is he going to show? There's just too many question marks. Compared to the Raiders, no, yeah, I get there's just from, way too many question marks for me to sit there and say this team is going to really come in here and just change everything in year one. Russell Wilson, can Russell Wilson a lot. is amazing, but in year one with this division, with Mahomes, with Carr, with Justin Herbert, so it's going to be tough. Brady and Stafford yeah. do it. Did that change your mind at all? Brady maybe outlier, but Stafford. Brady outlier. Stafford's team was way, way more better. complete that's than fair. Denver's. Also, the the biggest difference better here, and he had two of the best defensive players and, in the yeah, league. That's, the, that's the, the difference. The yeah. And you have a first time head Cup. coach. I think I don't Cup. even think that's a difference necessarily. I think the biggest difference is that Tom Brady went into a situation where a lot of those players, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they knew the system. They're under Bruce Arians. They know the system. Yep. Brady had learned it. Learn it. You you trust Brady to learn Here's it. Here's a go. Stafford goes into L.A. Sean McVay's been running that system for years. Cooper Cup understands that Robert Woods, all of them, they already know what their assignment is. With the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett is implementing an entire new offense. 
All those players are learning an entire new offense. The defense is most likely uh, some kinks, some tweaks to the scheme. There are, there, there's more of a learning curve for that team that there's going to be maybe a room for a tough, for a rough start, maybe. But that's, that's what I think the biggest difference is between those teams. It's like you look at the Bucs. They started 7-5, and five, right? Before You're the bye week, they went seven and five. They ended up getting it, it together. Took them to a while. Absolutely. The, Which, uh, listen, I'm not saying that I think we're going to be perfect. No, in I the worst I, division too. I still believe that we're going to be great regardless. Yet maybe it'll take our offense a little tweaking to inevitably get it to where I see it can get to. But I just don't think our schedule is difficult enough that we, like you said, eleven Schedule's games not is not crazy. The third 12. easiest schedule of pass defense. That's not easy. So, bad. which is why I'm even more confident to put my stamp on Jerry Judy having a great season. Cortland Sutton, who's already showed me with oh, well inferior quarterback that he can be an eleven hundred six touchdown kind of guy. But as you're telling me, they can show you that. No, Adams no, no, he's done it. No, oh, no, Adams no. Sutton has, did it. Adams has done this. Sutton's done it one year. No, no for sure. Then he got hurt. I know. Didn't he get he tore his ACL right and after? And he had that? the highest depth of target. No, I listen, listen I, but it didn't Sutton correlate is, to yards. But, but like, he, now he has Russell, it. who has oh. arguably the best deep ball in the game. Arguably, of course, I wouldn't. Yeah, so you have the Broncos fourth. You have them first. You have them. I have them third. Third. I'm in between all of you guys. Uh, I'll start at the top with wow. the Chargers. Good list right here it's already. Cute. I'll start at the You're top. You're in between all of us. I'm, hello, Chiefs in third. <laughs> it's a bit of a caveat. Bit of a caveat. Let me, I'll get into it's it. It's a tiebreaker. That's what. Yes, I have. I have the Chargers in first place and. I'm tired of people talking shit about the Chargers. Like, they're just going to be the Chargers, the same old who kind of choke games away. This is a different team, right? This is like not the Philip Rivers. That? Yes, it's not people the... People are saying that. It's not the Philip Rivers-led Chargers. This but, is but Justin why? Herbert. Why are people saying that? Because people are expecting the Chargers to just do what they've done really historically their whole franchise, which is choke games. I'm a Broncos fan, and yes, I understand that that's true, but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out... Yeah, Denver had one. It doesn't. What does that have to do with anything, though? Well, if you honestly respected the Chargers as much as you did, you would have I have been winning 12 one. games. So you have Denver winning more than twelve. I do. Oh, and it's going to come down to that week eighteen. <laughs> yes. Were you here for the? You weren't here for when we did the, the predictions a couple couple weeks ago. What happened? I had I had it that they both were going to be. Uh, oh, they're going to win the tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay, that's cute. Um, but moving on, yeah, people are talking shit about the Chargers. That not expect them to make the playoffs, but you know, always having questions about this franchise organization with Justin Herbert. This is a different team than any team we've seen with Philip Rivers. Justin Herbert, talent wise, is on a different level than Philip Rivers really ever was. Um, but he can't do it alone. But that's okay because the Chargers have put a fantastic team around him. There's really no glaring hole on this team. The Chiefs are right there with them, which will get me to second and third place. I have the Broncos and Chiefs both at 11 and 6. It's a bit of a caveat. I really don't know which way it's going to go. I look Soft. at both teams. I look at the Chiefs. They've won the division every fucking year. Feels. Since Mahomes has been there, they've won the division. They've gone to AFC championships. They've won a Super Bowl, and they lost another one. Andy Reid and Mahomes is the best head coach quarterback duo in the NFL, and that takes you a long way in this league. I understand losing Tyreek Hill is an issue, right? But we've already seen in this preseason, they've run a lot more two running back formations, a little bit heavier set than they have in the past where they got a lot more shotgun, a lot Can more three receiver heavy. Quick, how, do you, how good do you think the defense is going to be without Matthew? The Chiefs? Yes. They take a step back, but I think with their like, staff. Do you trust in your young secondary? With their staff, I, I, they have a veteran you staff, do, though. not offensively, you but do, coaching, though. but defensively no, no, as no. well. I, I, my, my trust is solely, and I mean solely, into the three-headed dragon, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Andy Reid. That's the defense is going to do the enough. The defense is going to be good enough yeah, to keep Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in games. They've won a division four years in a row. My my big quarrel with what you guys are saying is 
Yes, we just kind of have to blindly trust Kansas City because they have Mahomes, because they have Andy Reid. Yes, I get it. I get exactly it's where you're coming blindly, from. Though. It's, it's not blindly, though. It's blindly not blindly. Why can't blind. we just look at this roster and think that it's not as great as previous years? They have. They still have a really good offensive line. They still have I don't doubt. It's not really, really good. It's no, really no, they have an amazing offensive line. The they, offensive line is amazing. The weapons are mid. They have still one of the best. If you just want to say tight end, wide receiver combined, Kelsey's probably top 10 in that conversation. I don't disagree. But the, the, the wide receiver core is, is concerning. Yes, the defense the is, is not good. But they've made adjustments. They still have Trish Jones. We know this. They signed Carlos Dunlap for eight and a half sacks last year. That was a very late sign that name, no one talked about. They picked up George Carloftis. They picked they drafted Carl him. He, they he looks good. Trent, but in prison, they drafted still Trent McDuffie. Yes, but now again, they have rookie. You're putting yes. faith in rookies. Then I need I to see it. But not you're putting faith in a rookie head coach. But I'm putting faith in Russell Wilson. I'm putting faith in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But Drew, can we not put, last year? Last I just say that because the Broncos. I'm sorry for cutting you I'm off, and I'm, and I'm sorry for cutting all you guys off. I just know that it's my division. That's why division. I feel like it's I want to talk a little thing, more. Bro. And I kind of just lost my train of thought with saying that also. But ultimately, what it comes down to for me is, I look at the Broncos. We're just a little bit more complete. Yes, it's Mahomes. Yes, it's Andy Reid, and yes, it's Travis Kelsey. But at the same time, you look at the rest of the roster. It's not as complete. Wait, but more com- uh, hold on. Wait. On the defensive side of the ball, it's safer for me to say the Broncos will be better than the I Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, Chiefs defensive line is better than your defensive line. But how? Because of Chris Jones? Because Chris Jones. Yes, because of Chris Jones. That's, That's it. it. You don't have a Randy like Gregory, Jones. Bradley Chubb, TBD. I, I don't would disagree. Chris Jones and over DJ those two Jones. If, if, of right, if right now, if right now, the, that's exactly my do. point. If right now the Broncos were to say, but they have hey, a game changer. We'll give you Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb for Chris Jones. Hang up the, the phone. The Chiefs hang up the phone. Like you don't have it. Like the I'm thing, not saying you don't that have you're wrong. Frank Clark's not bad either. He's not bad, but Frank Clark's a good player. In totality, not he's a good player. In totality. I'm taking Randy Gregory, I'm taking DJ Jones, and I'm taking Bradley Chubb. So you're taking them. As opposed to just so Chris Jones. You have, Chris Jones. you have Carlos. But it's this not, not just we'll, him. we'll see about Carlos. Wait, no, we'll hold see on. about Chubb. We'll see about Gregory. You paid him Joe. 75 mil to get, what, six Joe, sacks, Joe, seven Joe. sacks? You, How many sacks say, if you mention like six players, okay, I understand your thing, your, your point, but you mentioned three players. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Derek Naughty, Carlos Dunlap. Oh, you're talking about, oh, yeah. I Carlos Dunlap, the Chiefs, they signed him like a month ago, and he was just sitting in free agency. The eight Chiefs, and a half sacks last if, year. if you're putting the Chiefs' best three defensive linemen against the Broncos' best three, the Chiefs win. The Chiefs have better linebackers. The secondary great, the secondary isn't there, I understand. That's going that to be the That's key. where the Broncos have the edge. They do. But if you're even telling me, are you taking Juju, Kelsey, oh and, and Hardman? <laughs> Or whoever else, MBS, Sky Moore. Yeah, versus what are, you, what are you about to do versus here? Versus running backs, Judy. Throw the running backs in there. I see also. how you added the throw tight end to make it. Throw the running backs also. You had to. That's that's I get it. I'm not disagreeing. Because their wide receiver room is better. But throw the running backs. Throw the running backs too. Clears. No, your running back clears. They just have better tight end. Better tight end. And this is where this is where you look at the talent. Yes, the talent does matter. Just talking about the Chiefs. Last year, they had the fewest drives of any team in the NFL. Very impressive. The defense. They had the fewest shots because the defense wasn't very good. First half, it's, it was terrible. It's not that historically it, bad. And people say, oh, well, they didn't allow many points. Well, this is the thing. The Chiefs' defense was, like, out of this world good on third down, so they got off the field and in red zone efficiency, so they stopped touchdowns. But the Chiefs had the fewest offensive drives in the league, and they scored the most, most points per drive, and they gained 41 yards per drive when they had zero negative plays. So when they don't have a negative play like a holding penalty yep. or you know you negative yardage, of course. they ranked 11th out of 702 teams since 2000. And they were, 
even though the Broncos do have those better running backs last year with the Chiefs not having great running backs, they were the most effective run team in two wide receiver sets or less last season. Only the Colts and them had a positive EPA in those type of plays. Because you have to account for Tyreek, and you have to account for Kelsey. This is now you're not Ty- accounting for the most explosive player in the NFL. No doubt. But this is the thing, and this this is where like the Tyreek point, I think, kind of gets moved to me. Because Tyreek Hill is an exceptional player. And teams, they play too high on Kansas City because Tyreek can beat Take you over the, the top. Play, for sure. The Chiefs have two players who can beat you over the top. They have McColl and they have the MVS. It's not the same. It's not the, same. it's not the same as Tyreek, but MVS has been top 10 in terms of yourself. deep targets you. in the past couple of seasons. See, but another thing MVS also. Is, a, is a really good deep threat. And you, in an offense with Andy Reid, when you have Juju running the slot and Kelsey um, where he's lined mm-hmm, up, mm-hmm. they're working the middle of the field. You still have to respect speed. Even though they're not Tyreek Hill, you have to respect speed. Yeah, but it's different because you're when you go game plan against, say, MVS last year compared to Tyreek Hill last year, we saw what MVS did as the number Yo, two for the Packers. Not much. Here's the counterpoint to that, though. Because teams took Tyreek Hill away and they were playing too high, you were they were now playing Tyreek Hill. They were working him in the middle of the field. So you took Tyreek Hill away from what he's best at doing, which is going deep. They didn't do much of that. Now they have... Two guys in McColl and MVS who are working as decoys, and Mahomes can make teams pay, and that might even work to their advantage because that might even signal that now teams play up more on the Chiefs because they're not afraid of Tyreek Hill. Little do you know, MVS with his four three speed is going to zoom right past you. But why hasn't MVS done anything in Green Bay? He has. He hasn't had an exceptional year. He hasn't. MV- had any, but I don't know if this is thing. This is thing. It's MVS has he had an exceptional like wide receiver number one year or he's two? Done his, he's played no. his role. Exactly, and in this offense, he's going to play his role. Which he's is never had more than seven hundred yards. At, he's going to play his role as a right. deep threat. I know his his only. He's not asking this offense to be the best receiver. He's asked to stretch teams vertically. Yeah, and that's what he and McColl offer. That's what their skill set offers. So this is what I wanted to do, and I wanted to look it up just to make sure that I was right. A lot of Hill's production was not on deep passes. No, yeah, they took it away last year, and oh. even. And historically, only, and Hill saw a target to quote this website. I want to show him respect. FTN Fantasy. Hill Hill saw a target of twenty plus air yards on just fifteen point four of his targets among the league's eighty one qualifying wide receivers. That ranked sixty second. Like yes, of course, Tyreek Hill and his deep threat ability is unquestioned, but that's not where he did most of his damage. No, yes, but that's the thing. This what I'm saying though is that Tyreek Kill at his best is when he's hurting you deep. They played him. Deba- in a, that's not necessarily true, in my opinion, though. They played him in a different role this past season because they took away the deep ball when they played too high. Now you you don't that now you have two players who yes are not Tyreek, but they still stretch defenses vertically. You still have to respect speed. And now Juju, who has been exceptional working in the inside inside of the field, he's been he's now, been really good. He's at his song. best there. Mm-hmm. Kelsey does his thing. This offense is still going to be fine. In, in weeks one through seven, the Chiefs' offense had 25% of non-kneeling drives and in the turnover. Only team that was worse was the Jets at 31% in the first seven weeks. And that's when Zach Wilson was, like, turnover Bad. prone. And they were they still finished with the best record in the division. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Chiefs started off as slow as you can start offensively with their defense being bad, and they still made it work. I, I think the Chiefs still make it work. I I think their defense will not be good. I think they'll be a bottom twenty pass defense. But last year, 
you know, I think just given how many turnovers they had, how many mistakes they made early on, I don't think that happens. And I think Mahomes, the last thing you want is for a guy like Mahomes to have a chip on his shoulder, and that's what he has. Because everybody's saying, oh, without Tyreek, he won't be the same. Mahomes is going to limit those turnovers. He's going to make teams pay deep. And I, I guarantee you some teams will will play a bit more aggressively because of the non-Tyreek Hill factor, and Mahomes will make teams pay. The NFL has already virtually stopped blitzing Patrick Mahomes because he just makes teams pay whenever they do. The Chiefs will be fine. They're 12-5. and five. I, I, have the, I have the Chargers first. And the only reason why is because the Chargers last year, top five offensive efficiency. Their defense was the worst run Starch. defense in football last Correct. year. But you add Sebastian Joseph Day, Khalil Mack, Secondary, J.C. Jackson, Bryce Callahan. Asante Samuel Jr. is the Traitor. outside boundary corner, but they have a guy in Michael Davis who was good, who now becomes your fourth corner. The, the Chargers, to me, and not only that, but you look at their schedule. They're facing, they're facing three bottom offenses, Texans, Falcons, Jaguars. They're facing the Browns without Deshaun. They're facing the Seahawks. That's five wins. The let, Broncos have a light schedule, yeah, too. Let, let's say the Chargers split with Denver, Chiefs, and the Raiders, that's eight wins right there. I think they can beat Arizona, that's nine. They can beat the Dolphins, that's ten. They can beat the Niners, that's eleven. They can beat the the Titans, that's twelve. And then one of those win, one of just another game has to go their way, and they're you know a thirteen win team. I think the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders are my top four in the West. I have the same. I have Chargers at twelve and five, Broncos and Chiefs at eleven and six, Raiders at nine and eight. The Chiefs have just. They have role players at, at, at the weapons room, right? They have Juju over the middle, Kelsey over the middle, but being your number one, you have MBS who could take a deep, Skymore kind of doing it all. So they don't have that superstar with Tyreek, but they have guys that do things specifically well. And with Mahomes and Reed, I have faith they'll be able to figure it out. Right, you want to give yours? Um, I have the Chargers at one, the best team in the division. Uh, I got the Chiefs at two. I got the Raiders at three, and then I'm going to take the Broncos at four. Yo, but don't sleep. McCole Harmon, breakout year. I'll, I will sleep. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm telling I'm you. I have yo, a Bobo type when he of he does it, and then you, I'm, I'm going to slap you. I'm going to wake you up. Like, I'm going <laughs> to legit slap you. Like, yo, bro. I, I, what, what do you think he puts up this year? I'm going to give him eight. 800? Yeah. That'd be a great year for him. That's what I'm saying. Like, you thinking, I'm thinking. What I'm, do you think the most yards put up in a year? Five or six. I might take the under. So I'll while, take the under. So while six. you guys look at that, I'll give my rankings. Number one, I have the Broncos going twelve and five. Number two, I have the Chargers going eleven and six. Six ninety three no, last number year. Number three, I have the Chiefs going ten and seven. And in last place, the Oakland Raiders with a nine he, and eight record. This speed, listen, he gonna have eight hundred. But we've heard this whole thing before. Like McCole Hardman chip on his shoulder. He gonna have eight hundred. He needs a, he a touchdowns. He gonna have like seven, seven plus. Seven? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take eight over, and I'm gonna take seven over. That's what I'm gonna do. He had six his rookie year. He's, oh, he, but yeah. only on twenty six catches. He, he's, he, unfortunately, he's fell off since his rookie year. But he going, he going he twenty four catches rookie year. Twenty six. He had his moments. Where he, like McCole, you see the. Well, that know. was the year we thought Tyreek was gonna get suspended. They took him, I think, second round. I want to yeah. say, um, but Tyreek stayed. So, like I said, you eight hundred over and over seven touchdowns. I, I like McCole, man. McCole gonna be good. We need Sky this whiteboard. Here too. We need the whiteboard. We do for the takes. Yes, we do need, we need the whiteboard. it before NFL season. You know what? I'm going to Lakeshore. And I'm copying it for us. I can just go to the Dollar Tree. All right. I'll get it. I'll do something. Good looks. MVS had MVS had 15 drops in his first three seasons. He had zero last year. Yeah, he no, he definitely took a good year. progression 
uh, in his development. And Deontay does have problems with drops, and he, he just stopped uh, dropping the ball. Last, it was weird, yeah, because yeah, last year, the first, like, 14 weeks, he had maybe two drops. The last few weeks, he, he, he ended up with, like, six or seven. But the top wide receivers, like, are all, like, Jamar Chase had, like, nine drops. Tyreek had a bunch. Yeah. Debo had a bunch. Because the best receivers get the most targets. You get the most opportunity to drop the ball. drop shit. You have no, outliers. Devontae. Like Cooper Cup, Tay. Yeah. Devontae yeah. don't drop shit either. You so have outliers. Even Hunter Renfro don't drop shit. He, over his four-year career. No, stop scratching your eye. I see it. You're scratching yeah, it. Just leave it. Just it's leave itching. it. I get it. Over his, I got first, over his first four years, MVS has averaged 17.5 yards per catch, including 20.9 yards in 2020, Ooh. which led the NFL. Well, you got He's beat up. Yeah, I know. My <laughs> that, eye is that itching. That right eye is nuts. What I'm saying is that, you know, I, I think – Football, I'm going to correlate this to basketball. <laughs> MVS is not one of the big-time receivers. He's Pat Connaughton. He's a role player. You play your role. He's a role player. And in this offense, Pat Connaughton. If, you can, if, you can <laughs> get, if you can get MVS at $5 million, well, they got him at way more But wouldn't five. you want this to How be— How much was it? 12 11 Okay. Wouldn't you want that to be Sky Moore, though? No, Sky Scott Moore, be, I think, he's a slot. He works No, but he, he's definitely fast enough where he could be the deep target also. MVS he's is probably going to do more. Of course, no. MVS, I agree. You paid MVS to be the deep ball guy. What You're I'm saying is that to be a the Chiefs... I, fair yeah. enough. The Chiefs had to... With Mahomes having his big-time contract, you can't pay Mahomes 50 mil and Tyreek Hill 30 mil. You have to sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And MVS, all, he's not Tyreek Hill. Not close. But he can stretch deep. He can keep defenses honest. Which is all Andy Reid really I means. It's like the, going from Steph Curry to Patty Mills. What the fuck? Um, it's accurate. Wow, that's a drop off. That's, but that's what I'm saying. That's like the, you're going from the, best well, wait, to the, the way good, the way but. to complement or replace superstar talent is you just get depth, hella depth, hella depth, and just work your way up, work your way. Because you'll never Sometimes be able to it fully replace. And the offense, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about about. They'll the be top ten. Yeah, me easily. I think top ten. I think top five. Oh, you want to hold on to that? I get it. No, that's cool. I already have. Yeah. On to the AFC yeah, the East. Moving from west to east. Let's go. Let's talk about the first team, the Buffalo Bills. I need to go. Yeah? That's how you're coming? Yeah, I need to you go. You need to go? You need to lock in? Uh, let's just talk about the division for a second, right? Let's go from bottom to top. I went from top to bottom. Before. No, no, no. Just talk about the Bills. I, was just, I just wanted to quickly, Let him do his thing. Quickly. Come on. Riv taking charge on it's football just, segments kind of getting just, me going. I just... It's getting you horny. <laughs> You know, (laughs) that was crazy. That was crazy. (laughs) You guys remember Michael Jordan, right? You remember the story? He, I've heard of him. Got destroyed early in the playoffs, and then he finally had his break moment. Yo, okay, wow. That's Josh Allen. That is Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes was that for him constantly. Well, at first, he wasn't that good. We all admit when he first came in, he could. He could throw far, but it was no accuracy. The Bills were still rebuilding. They've slowly rebuilt a great team. But what was in their way? Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. In their way, in their way. Seen them, seen them, kept losing. Couldn't break the hump. This is the year. This is the year Josh Allen is going to have his 1991 Michael Jordan year. He's going to go win the MVP, and then he's going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know if he's going to win it, though. Winning, now you got to be Jordan. You got to win. I, I don't know because if, you know, if, if you're if you're Jordan, you got to win. You got to go I want all the you way. Riff, I just go. need you to know this he's right win now. It. You know what? I'm gonna stand on it. There it is. Josh Riff. Allen's gonna win the Super Bowl. I need and you to know before you say anything else, bro. I'm sitting here uh-huh. with goosebumps. You oozing? This is such an amazing take. Are you not oozing? that I would make it, but I'm saying for, this come is just so well said, and I appreciate where you're going because you're essentially saying that Josh Allen has a chance to become the greatest quarterback or amongst the greatest quarterback and surpass Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Current. 
<laughs> you put a lot on me. Just well, now. you're comparing him to Jordan. That's oh, what I'm that's, saying. I'm comparing the story. I'm the story, here, the story. No, he's line. comparing the story. Yeah, 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 but you can't bring up Jordan's story. Well, you're saying he's becoming like, Jordan. Oh, be like, like you're whoa, saying whoa, that Josh Allen's about to become the whoa, best. Whoa, 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 whoa! Josh Allen will walk down at the end of his career as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play. I but think is that's, he going to be better than Mahomes? I think he's could be better than Mahomes after this year. I think right now he's two. You know, I think we still have to pay the respect to Mahomes and his one. I think he's two right now, but he's going to have that year. They brought in Von Miller. Now, White, is, is, I saw their schedule. White missing four games is going to be tough for them because that's their best corner. Mm-hmm. But I believe in Gabriel Davis. They still got Stephon Diggs. I really like Dawson Knox. They have Josh Allen. So with that offense and that defense is still going to be good. You know, I like, I, like the, I like the defense they have. I think they're going to run away with the division. I think they are going to – they've been running away with the division. Outside of Miami, which I like Miami, but I don't think they can compete with Buffalo just yet. Buffalo's going to run away with the division. And I realistically, I like I like the, the Bills against the Chargers. I like the Bills against the Chiefs. And with the Chiefs not having Tyreek Hill, and they're still going to need some time fixing that. I like Buffalo Bills to come out the AFC. I really think they're going to be the best team in the league. I think they're going to be the best team in the AFC, and I think they're going to go and they're going to win the Super Bowl. I think the Bills unquestionably will win the AFC East. I don't think that's a question. They will win it. It was a little scary last season. I do wonder... How their offensive philosophy will change with going from Brian Dable to Ken Dorsey. Because Brian Dable, the Bills had the most heaviest pass attack last year. Especially on early downs. On first down, they pass it almost all the time. And Sean McDermott, over the course of the season, was visibly frustrated with that. He wanted the Bills to be more balanced. He wanted them to run the ball more. which It's tough when you it, don't have a guy. It, it makes sense, but when you look at the stats... It doesn't because the Bills were uber successful on early down passing. So now that you have Ken Dorsey in there, are the Bills going to be more run heavy on early downs? Will they pass less on early downs? That's a question I have. Now that they have James Cook and they feel like they have an explosive runner, what's going to happen? Seeing a lot of Devin Singletary being the locked-in RB1, though. Brian Dable didn't have much to work with in terms of run blocking in Buffalo. And that's why they couldn't run the ball effectively because they don't have bruisers up front. They signed Roger Saffold, which is a, he's a good run blocker. So he'll help them in that department. Could they run the ball more? That's possible. I think the bills will win the division though easily. They have four games where they have a rest advantage. Five of their six losses last year were by one score, including they also got blown out by the Colts embarrassingly. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had four touchdowns. They lost to the Jaguars. The weird they had, game. Yeah, they had losses in there that I feel like, you know what, they make up for them this year. I think the run game is their biggest question mark. Even on light boxes, they were one of the worst in the league, which is saying something like, you have teams only sending five, six Please players. run. And Please they run. are still not effective. It's embarrassing. It's, it is embarrassing. But you're right. I mean, Stephon Diggs is one of the top players at his position. Gabriel Davis is gonna have a breakout year. I mean, you, you, you're you, such a yo. You're a casual for that. How am I? Hate casual? to say it. Hate hey, to say it. Hey, man. This brother has never had more than 600 so yards what, in a season. Though? Chris just, Godwin wasn't amazing until he was too. You know what, Drew? It's okay because you can't talk bow with everybody. Some people. Some people can so wrong. <laughs> some people can see things other guys can't. Yeah, it's uh, just, that's yeah, why he wears glasses. Yeah, that must be. Apparently, it's not helping you. I guess so. Just can't see right. So you guys are all on the Gabe Davis train. Oh yeah, we're. But that whether, makes you feel so comfortable that I'm right that all of you guys. So when you're wrong, it. we're just gonna look at you. We're That's not gonna cool. say a word. We're just gonna Bills, I've, I've been in that position, so I see where you're coming from. The Bills, yeah, like, thirteen and four. Sorry, will they go to the Super Bowl? It, it's a big question mark. Can they? 
Yes, yeah. I would love for Josh Allen to finally get a Super Bowl championship, but ultimately th- uh, things have to go their way. The Bills are the best team in the league, most complete team in the league. I have the Chargers. I won't get into seeding, actually. Um, but I think, you know, they don't run the ball early, first, second down, but they <laughs> pass the ball to run. You know what I'm saying? Short passes, screen, yeah. shovel passes. So half of, some of it is the offensive line. Some of it is just not having the talent at running back that a lot of other teams do. Devin Singletary has probably looked the best out of the bunch right now. James Cook is going to get his role. You should second-round pick on him, probably pass catching. And then Zach Moss is going to get a few carries every game as well. I think bringing in Von Miller is obviously massive. Get another edge rusher that really has been missing for them. You know, having that superstar edge rusher. And Kyer Elam has been fantastic this preseason as well. Trey White's going to miss the first four games. Him stepping into that cornerback one role as a rookie, you're asking a lot for him. But when Trey White does get back, that cornerback duo is going to be insane. They have already the best safety duo in the league, so they could have the best secondary while adding Von Miller, while having the best offense, while having the best quarterback. So this team, it's championship or bust. They have to go to Super Bowl this year. I have Josh Allen when I did my quarterback rankings. I'd have at number one. That was more projecting. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think he will be looked at as the best quarterback in the league. If he goes to the AFC Championship again and loses, I think people will still firmly say Mahomes is over him. And right now, as long as those two guys are in your top two, I don't really have an argument either way. I don't really care about their schedule either. I have them going 14-3. and three. A couple losses here and there because they're not going to go 17-0. and 0. But this is the best team in football to me with the best quarterback. So I'm all in. You guys said a lot of the things that I'm thinking. So I'm just going to stop talking about the Bills completely. Oh, and I'm going to go talk about that to the Miami Dolphins. Get into it. 100%. You look at the Miami. So the Bills win the division, no doubt. Yeah, it's a lock. Uh, but last season we thought it was a lock. And the Patriots made it kind of close. And then they locked it up. They did. They clutched up at the end, absolutely. They played really good ball towards the end of the season. However, is it crazy to think that Miami could possibly sneak in and win the division, given the fact that last year it was close? I don't think it's crazy. If you told me that you take the Bills and I think twice, hey, I'll shake your hand. I get it. But we saw a situation last year that could be comparable to this one where Miami did get better. Their I don't, offensive think, I don't line, think Josh Allen has lost to... Miami, the team nope. in the division since like twenty. That's not true. He, he lost, lost to the. the he lost. So to I think the he lost like one time. Right? Dude, it doesn't matter to me. Okay, like I'm just can saying, I just say been, what I want to say, bro? You know, please. You know what? I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. Appreciate that. Uh, this is the year that Miami gets one against Josh Allen. I think that it'll be a split. I'm not saying it'll take both. They'll take one. Where? Um, what about me, ask Miami, Buffalo. No, it's got to be in Miami. Oh, it's got to be. They're not winning in Buffalo. To a, in won, those so type of conditions, we, we got to see that. Yeah. We got to see that. Um, yeah. In those conditions, and, and when it's cold, when he hasn't, it's, he hasn't when, beat them. So in, any the, in bad weather, I won't lie. Tua is not great, except for that Week 18 game against the Patriots, where it did rain and he did play relatively well. Um, but just to go back into what I'm saying, you say it one more time. <laughs> I said it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't, unfortunately. But I was there, and I was cheering him on. I was happy. The offensive line got better. Teron Armstead comes in. You add Connor Williams, who is going to be their starting center, which is interesting to me. Uh, what, are you, what are you laughing at over uh, there, It's just Joel? funny that, like, all last year, you were probably waiting for that Week 18 game. Like, yeah, that's going to be for the How playoffs. How mean is this? How mean is and this? And then in the Week 17, he falls. So mean-spirited now, that's of you. That's really fucking funny, bro. <laughs> that's hilarious. That, was that is gross of you. That's fucking Anyways... Funny. You look at the defense, the defense has been firm. And last year, yes, people are going to say that they had a terrible schedule. I watched you over there at the game day saying some nonsense about the, the schedule. Your sure. Saying it, some nonsense it may too. have been. Hey, he was bro said like 11, 12 wins. Yeah, see, that, that's cap. I have Miami winning 10 games as of right now. But I, I think. said 13. Who? who he was like realistically 11. You said the Jets could win 10 games. No, I said nine. You said eight to 10. 
Oh, can yeah, maybe. No, I said realistically seven. See, but it all. But my whole analysis on Miami is based off the connection between Tyreek and Tua Tungavailoa. I do firmly believe that this is the year that Tua comes in and solidifies himself as a true franchise quarterback and elevates himself into that top fifteen, that eleven to fifteen range. This year's success of the Miami Dolphins is solely on the shoulders of Tua Tungavailoa. And I firmly believe that once Waddle comes back, because right now he hasn't been practicing for a couple weeks now, it's a little concerning. Once he fully comes back and you have Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, this offense gets dynamic. Now adding Mike McDaniel as your head coach, a very sophisticated play caller when it comes Creative. to the run. Thank you very much. And you have a guy like Chase Edmund. You have a guy like Reem Moster. When he's on the field, he's one of the fastest backs in the league, if not the fastest back. This offense could be extremely dynamic. Thank you very much, Joel. And I believe that it firmly starts with Tua, and he w- it will translate into the game. So you said 11 to 15 to Tua. Um, so I'm thinking the players in that range, those are like Kyler, Carr, Cousins, Dak. Ky- Kyler I have is the top 10 right now. I have we're my not, 10. We're not so talking after, to Sean. After this season, will Tua be better? Well, let's start over. Yeah, it's fine. Tua's name is very hard. After the season, will Tua be better than Dak Prescott? No. Than Kirk Cousins? Yes. He could, but I don't think so. I think Minnesota's offense is going to be very I good I want this firm year. answers. Okay, I'm going to say Kirk Cousins, no. Derek Carr? No. Damn it. Getting Devontae makes things tough. Oh, wait, are you just asking him? You can answer if you want. Oh, no. It's all no's for me, these guys. No. Kyler Murray? Okay, no. That, Kyler Murray's the top 10 quarterback. That's 10 to 14 to me, for me. Okay. That was 10 to 14. 15 to me, uh, or Matt Ryan. I was going to say, he could be better than Matt Ryan. Jalen Hurts. He could be better than Jalen He can Hurts. be better that's, than That's Jalen the Hurts. range where I could see him. Which is why yeah. I say 11 to 15, he'll be closer Back to 15. Yes. Actually, I, he can, I, I don't, I want, I'm not going to say he could be better than Kirk, but statistically, he statistically, should be. I don't, the only reason, I don't the only reason I don't why think so I have hesitancy. he's not ready yet, but he should, with the weapons he has, be statistically right there with if Kirk. If Tua has one great playoff game, he'll be over Kirk. Yeah. But that's what he needs to do. And that's not, it's not. to get in first. Because you look at the roster of the Miami Dolphins. But you said 11 to 15, though. Yeah, I did. And that would be, he'd be in 11 to 15. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Herbert, Deshaun Watson. Nah, you not, don't count Deshaun right now. Okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. So what, eight? Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. There you go, that's 10. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott. So he's like 16, 18. That's already 13. Mm -hmm. So now the other guys we have is Matt Ryan. I said he could be better. Jameis Winston. He could be better. So he's in the 14, 17 range. You think he's better than Ryan Tannehill? Yes. Easily? He could be better than Tannehill. The weapons they have, the offense they're going to run. You said you can see it? Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. You think he's better than Justin Fields? Agenda. I'm a Tua guy. I got to ride with Tua. I can't do that. But I... I so am better than extreme. Trey Lance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what I'm, extre- saying, I'm, I'm high on Justin so Fields. I'm you, mad you, you did that. I don't disagree. No, 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 no. I say it because I, I like Fields. Uh, I like. I do believe that he's gonna not this year that the team's gonna be ready, but next year when they have a hundred million in cap space, things could get very interesting. I don't disagree with what you're saying. It's gonna be a Madden team but right now. It, it is. is the, the thing about the Tua thing is that okay, Matt Ryan. You know, I love Matt Ryan. He is aging. So is there a scenario where Tua has a better statistical season? Yes. Jameis, he hasn't proven it yet, so I can see that. Jalen Hurts, you still have to see if his arm is accurate enough. And then the other guys, I just feel like Mac Jones is not in a good offensive situation. Tannehill isn't in one either. Trevor Lawrence isn't in a good offensive situation either. Like, a lot of the guys are not in good offensive situations 
which is why I'd be like, okay, like, yeah, they, he could. I'm only struggling with one name, and that's Kirk Cousins. And I say that very respectfully to Kirk Cousins, who was great statistically last season, and his defense did let him Multiple down, seasons. and they lost some game. They lost a good amount of games because every of that defense. Every season. But my yeah. my main reason why I struggle to put two over Kirk is because Kirk's now getting an offensive mind that now is going to make Justin Jefferson even better than he already is. Adam Thielen's coming back. He's going to be great. Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the league. He's just surrounded by great talent, as is Tua for sure. But I just think that where Kirk has already been consistent, consistently good, I think that he'll continue to do so. So it's so, hard for me to say that Tua will firmly be better than him, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. So I wanted to say this stat for the Bills because last year they blitzed 26% of the time, which was the 13th most in the NFL. Now with Von Miller, they don't have to manufacture Correct. pressure. Absolutely. So now when you drop more people into coverage and you have as good of a secondary they have, yeah. it's going to make their defense that much more better than it was last year. That and last year, is it was still good. To talk about the Dolphins, listen, you know, I've been very harsh on the Dolphins all offseason. You have been. But these are our final AFC East now predictions. Now it's not even trolling. It's just you know, yeah, the summer's over. Being yeah. less, being less. Gotta lock in. That tweet yeah. was lit. Being being in. less optimistic. The the draft has already. It's been a while since the draft has It's been a while since the offseason happened. So the Jets hype has dwindled down. Zach Wilson <laughs> getting injured definitely attributes to that. Ah, uh, that was like a double entendre on you guys being the Jets too. But the Dolphins okay. last year, the Dolphins ranked thirty first in receiver separation. Most of that is due to Devontae Parker, which is another reason why I'm not high on the Patriots this year. Tua ranked first in pass attempts thrown into tight windows. And that's not because he's like some pinpoint accurate no, that passer. Is what which it is. Where do you he, rank? Sorry, where do you rank? First. He's an accurate passer, there's no doubt. But he passed into tight windows so much because Devontae Parker couldn't fucking separate. That's really why. Dude, this is great to hear. And it also, like, when you have receivers that don't separate, you also eliminate yak opportunities for them. So now you don't have those yards after the catch that benefit quarterbacks. Cedric Wilson last year, 20th in yards of separation. Tyreek Hill was ranked 14th. Ow. Now you have Tyreek Hill, you know Cedric Wilson. Was ranked? Waddle was like in the 30s, but he was hurt by Devontae Parker. Like he, right. he brought down his ranking. Now that you have all three of these guys together, I think the Dolphins are going to rank in terms of separate receiver separation in the top 15 of the league, which is going to help the yak out a lot. They led the league in pressure rate, but blitz the second most. We're talking on defense. Yep. They have a good pass rush, even though most of that is manufactured pressure. Let's see if their defense can hold up. I'm not too high on Byron Jones. I think he's more of a big time name than he is I a big disagree. time player is at he this point. On the I think he might. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? A, is. a bad is, take yeah. to say Miami, not in the pub. He's he's out right Miami's now. Miami's offensive weapons are slightly better than the Bills. Yeah, he's in totality, I don't think it's crazy. Is that at least the first four games? Yeah, and then you also have Mike Gesicki. They they have a good team. Listen, Mike Gesicki has been in the doghouse apparently. I think been. the Dolphins are they're going. Asking him to block. I hope they run three three wide receiver sets and just him as a blocker. And that's they're, where he they're struggled. Asking him to block. That's where he struggled. Want, McDaniel wants him to be a complete side end. And that's and he can't block. And he can't that's block. Yeah. Thing. That's been a huge issue. I I think the Dolphins are going ten and seven this year. Um, the reason why I don't have to make the playoffs is because. They have the 13th hardest schedule this year. Last year, it was the sixth easiest. And I've compared Tua to Jimmy G, and I've been, I'm going to stay adamant on that comparison. Can he be a bit better? Yeah. But I think ultimately that's, where the, that's the range he falls in. And Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense 
Yak per completion was 6.8, best in the NFL. You have Tyreek Hill, you have Cedric Wilson, you have Jalen Waddle. Tua is going to benefit tremendously Absolutely. from Yak, but Absolutely. that does not diminish him because Yak is also a quarterback stat because ultimately hitting your receiver in stride to now gain extra yardage after catch is quarterback's accuracy. Absolutely. So I think the Dolphins will be good, but last year they went 2-5 and five against playoff teams and 3-6 and six against teams with a winning record. They have a tougher schedule this year. I think they'll miss the playoffs, but they'll be an improved team. One uh, of the changes I made going into this when we did the original ones, I moved the Dolphins over the Jets. I have them at nine wins right now. The Jets are last for me. The Jets are last. I still have the Jets in third place. Um, I'm really on the Patriots. I think the roster is pretty bad. The Jets right now, Zach Wilson's injury, Makai Becton's injury, those are really the two things I look at. And you have to take a step back. We originally had him around eight, nine wins. I'm going seven and ten right now. Um, I'm expecting Zach to just miss one week. I think he's back by week two. And there's even a chance he plays in week one, even though I think they're going to be cautious with him. When it comes to the Dolphins, I've been saying this for a while. Tua's going to have a great year. There's no doubt in my mind. Tua's probably going to have 4,000 yards. He's going to have 28-plus touchdowns. He's going to have a great completion percentage. And they're going to win a lot of games. I have them around nine wins right now. Um, do you remember where you had them before this? I feel like 10 is a little high for you. Eight, nine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've them at nine wins right now. Their schedule isn't great. They start off not too bad, but then the middle of their schedule and then about the two-thirds part of their schedule, they play four opponents, like, in a row both times where it's playoff teams. It seems that they, they can win their division and the championship. So, they have some tough stretches in there. But to get back to Tua for a second, I think he's going to have a great year, but I still think at the end of the year the Dolphins are going to be looking at the quarterback position and trying to upgrade. We have the rumors of Lamar Jackson going on to That's Miami. That's a no-brainer. For I mean, sure. it was Lamar. For sure. But that's why I think Tua's going to put up a great year, but still have those question marks around him. Can he be the franchise guy? Can he still be in non-limited quarterback? Or can he make these off-platform throws? And can he make these throws to the opposite hash that we've seen on Twitter circulate? The throw to Tyreek Hill down the field, I don't really care. It was a fine throw. That's a throw you're not making too often. You're making that throw once or twice a game, even the biggest of armed quarterbacks. It's the throws off-platform that when there's pressure in your face or if you make it to the other side of the field, if you're on the right hash, you have to make it to the left sideline. Those are the throws that I worry with Tua because those are more throws you're going to have to make on a consistent basis. So that's where the issue stems for me for Tua. But I do have them in second place, around nine wins. I don't think they make the playoffs, but similar to the Colts, just talking about how great the AFC is. They have a great roster, probably the best wide receiver duo in the league. So all the talent's there. I'm a Mike McDaniel fan as well. I'm a believer in him. But the other teams are just a lot better. My thing with you is, you uh, you uh, actually surprised me. You said a lot of nice things about the Dolphins that I haven't heard out of your mouth since being on the show, so I'm really happy here. With you, my issue with you is, at Joel Dells, give him a follow. There was a video that you put, that you quote tweeted and responded to, that this is the stuff that concerns you when it comes to Tua Tunga Zero zip. Yeah. Why you decided to choose that clip to criticize when... The timing on that throw, the placement of that throw was was immaculate, was was beyond me. It's perfect. I felt like everything about that play that Tua could control was absolutely flawless. It was perfect. But you also know that was supposed to be an out route. If you see the receiver, receiver he runs an out route and then he comes back to the ball, which is great on the receiver, but that was an out route. Now, I don't know why they would run an out route on the left side of the field when you're on the right hash. I don't know that that probably wasn't the read, but that was an out route where the receiver had to make it into a comeback route. But that's what I'm saying. The comeback route was, per, but, but he was supposed, making that supposed to be an but out. Two, but you, as the quarterback, though, you can put decide to correct to correct. to change your ball placement yes. based on what's going on. But if you look play. at the receiver's route, he runs an out route. Says, "Oh shit, the ball's not going to get to me." Then makes a comeback the, the, route. But the placement was flawless. It was perfect. But you have to have that. Per- 
perfect ball placement every that's time. That's what he does he's have. Not, he's not going to do it every time. Not on that type of throw where you're going from the right hash to the left sideline 15, 20 yards down the field. I just you're thought not that perfect choosing every time. that the corner play plays better, that's a pick six. If the corner's a little bit better, it's a pick six. That ball floated in the fucking air. He he threw that ball before the corner was he, he The corner wasn't even looking at the ball. He was wasn't even, he, but that's, That was on like an interception. But he, Tua can understand, and he's great at reading defenses. Those are the plays I have issues with because you're, you're asking him to be perfect every time because he can't. I just thought it was no the margin. wrong play to, no, to criticize. No, the issue is there's no margin for error there. But if he does, that, if he, he is, is not meticulous. Per- you're not going no one, no quarterbacks can be perfect on every throw. Of so the quarterbacks that have the zip, the quarterbacks that Come have on, the man. arm strength, we were, we were they doing can be so a little well. bit off. But Tua doesn't can't doesn't have as much room for to fuck up because he doesn't have the same strength on his arm for that type of throw that other quarterbacks do. The fifty yards down the field, when you have a clean pocket, I know Tua can make that throw and he could be accurate. He showed that last year. He showed it in the preseason. For sure. But like I said, those are just throws you're not making a ton also, in games. Didn't mention this with the Dolphins, which is a concern, is that they have two good offensive linemen. Three. And Connor who? Robert Hunt. I think he's average. No, he was their best offensive lineman that year. Not saying much, but I think he graded eighty three from PFF. Eighty three? I think that may be way too high. I'm pretty sure he was really good though. Let me check it real quick. All right, quick. all right. That's no, I'm high. No, eighty three is really high. Overall or like 67. specific pass or No, run? no. He graded sixty seven. No. All right, what is his other is there anything cause eighty stuck out to me for some reason. I could be wrong, obviously. Jason Peters is visiting Dallas. Oh, yeah. He's like 40. <laughs> so he was 65. He graded out 65 in running blocking, 68 in pass blocking. No. Okay, fair He's enough. average. Connor Williams Apologize. was the weak lick on Dallas's offensive line. Even calling him good is a bit of a – it's being it's generous. His, it is. His penalties were an outlier last season, what I'm saying, which is why da- the Dolphins were able to get him for so cheap. Yeah, what I'm saying is that Teron – the Dolphins are legitimately a Teron Armstead injury away, which – he does get hurt. Come on. You can, you I can, hate when you do this, though. I mean, you can count. He, he has missed like three to six I games a season. I'm just saying. I hate when you do that. They are Teron Armstead injury away from being a bottom offensive line. Again. Yeah. And even with Teron Armstead, they're a bottom 20 offensive line still. So that offensive line is still a, a big concern. To he's talk, also not predicting his blind side. He's predicting yeah. his, you know, his non-blind side, however you call it. And to talk about the last two teams in the AFC East, the Patriots, this was funny. Uh, you know... In 2021, they splurged, getting Hunter Henry, Janu, Aguilar, Judon, Bourne. In 2021, their cap hit was $28 million. This year, it's, sky- it's going to skyrocket to $66.5 million. The Patriots are paying $66 million to Hunter Henry, who's good, not great. Janu Smith, who was horrible for them last year. Aguilar is not even in the receiver rotation for them. Matt Judon, respectable, a good player. He's a dog. And Kendrick Bourne, who is good, a little, little bit average. He's Six, dropping in the depth chart, too. $66 million for these players. Jacoby. Jacoby is going to be was locked in, I feel No, like for sure, but he's their wide receiver one. Nelson Aguilar apparently has been doing well, but the injury to Taekwon Thorne actually has what elevated It Kendrick. just it mind boggles me how the Patriots have the most expensive wide receiver and tight end corpse by $20 million, and it is arguably the worst in the NFL. And you think they finish over the Jets? By one win. What, so what? I think they're 7-10. and 10. You have the Jets with six wins? 6-11. Six and 11. Okay. I think... So uh, that Zach, I mean, realistically, what do you, how long do you think Zach's out for? A week? Week or two. I four, think, four weeks is week one. They said a two to four week time frame. I, I can I can see the Jets in the past can be interchangeable. We can be seven and ten. They can be six and eleven. 
Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. Just last. I can't do that in my heart. This is the thing. You know, it's crazy. I don't even have you at last. Uh, you guys are more exciting. I like. Uh, I like that yeah. scene. But to better. just talk about the pitch a little bit further, not only is that abysmal that they're they have the most expensive receiving room and they're one of the worst. Mac Jones only thirteen point six percent of his passes last year traveled ten yards or more. Of his, all of his pass attempts, only fifteen percent of his passes were into tight coverage. Now you're bringing in a guy in Devontae Parker who doesn't separate. He's one of the worst separators in the NFL. Wow. Tua was first in tight window throws due in large part to Devontae Parker. Now Mac Jones is going to go from 15, 15% of his passes are into tight coverage into maybe two times more that amount. Josh McDaniels is not calling plays. This year is going to be the downfall of the Patriots. I mean, you replaced Shaq Mason with Cole Strange. You lost J.C. Jackson, Dante Hightower, and Kyle Van Noy. People want to say Bill Belichick, he's going to figure out a way. Well, he hasn't figured out a way to draft well. Nope. He hasn't figured out a way to spend accordingly. He hasn't figured out a way to actually scout receivers. Since Brady has left, he's missed the playoffs with Cam, made the playoffs with Mac Jones, but now lost mostly – all of the good players on that roster because he overpaid for average players. And now this year, there's a chance the Patriots finish at the bottom of the AFC East. AFC. And, and that's, not a, that's not a stretch to say. For the Jets, you know most of this relies on Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson is, is healthy and even if he surprises me more than what I think he's going to do this year, we can be a 7-8 to eight win team. You know that's the highly optimistic side of me. Matt, um, Matt LaFleur, um, Mike LaFleur, he called the second highest rate of pre-snap motion plays last year. Ugh. So you can tell he's a coach that is innovative and is going with the trends. This was a surprise that to me. 24% of uh, Wilson's dropbacks last year were in play action. At BYU, it was at 38%. At BYU, Zach Wilson was great in play action. In the NFL, he was absolutely horrible. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in play action situations in the entire NFL, but it's because Zach Wilson was, he took too much time to process things. When Zach Wilson was decisive, when throwing in less than two and a half seconds over five yards down the field, so these aren't short passes, Zach Wilson was first in accuracy, 10th in success rate, 12th in yards per attempt, and 14th in EPA. Zach Wilson, his learning curve is being more decisive and un and trusting what he's seeing out there. That also just sounds like a one read concept, though. Under two and a half seconds. Well, top ten, top ten quarterbacks in that stat are Tom Brady, Mahomes, Allen, Matt Ryan, Burrow, Rogers, Dak, Ooh. Derek I'm, Carr. I'm sure you have the guys, but Jimmy G and Baker. I, I'd much rather have him first in some other stats than two and a half seconds, five plus yards. I on think the field. this this stat what it shows me is that when he's decisive, he's very good. Yeah. So once he or learns, when your first read is open, he's good. Well, two two and a half seconds is a lot. Two and a half seconds. Yes, you're, get, you're more than one read. That's fair. That's why, to me, when he's decisive in what he's seeing, he can be very special. But he has to now make that leap this season and show that he can be that. And the Patriots offensive staff, you have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia there. So they're doing basically anything they can to fail, it feels like. So it's going to be left up to the running backs from Andre and Damian Harris and then Mac Jones working off play action to some really average wide receivers. New England doesn't move me. They don't have any... Play, like they don't have any superstar guys that can take the top off, can change the game in one play, and you're relying on a limited quarterback as well and two running backs who I like a lot.
but neither of them are top 10 guys. You know, like, it's not like a Jonathan Taylor back there where you could just be like, this is your offense, this is the workload, go and get it, we'll run off you. The Patriots, I think, are going to be last in the division. Ramondre Stevenson, number two after breaking a tackle. Yards after breaking a tackle. Show some respect. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you guys on the Patriots. The roster did get worse, and it's in spots where last season they excelled. Last season they had a solid offensive line. This year it's looking shaky, and now maybe this affects the run game to a degree. I, I don't think it does. But then you look at their wide receiver room. They refuse to address that. I, I, let me apologize. They had Dev- Devontae Parker to this to this wide receiving core, and that's supposed to be their number one like option. For him or some Whatever. I mean, regardless of that, it means nothing to me. Uh, I look at this, this wide receiver room, and it genuinely could be the worst in the National Football League. Uh, I think it definitely will be. Then you go to the defensive side of the ball, where this is usually where they excel, and which is this is the one part of the the New England Patriots that I have difficulty projecting because, ironically, how you mentioned that it's it's Bill Belichick, you know, all this you just went on that whole Bill Belichick spiel. I'm one of those guys that offensive offensively, I can actually use my eyes and really see that they're going to have issues defensively. It's tough to do so when Bill Belichick is the defensive guru that he is. That's why I have issues thinking. Just off off roster alone, 100%. It's not great. Secondaries, not great. Linebacking court, not great. I just can't. I have a hard time doubting Bill Belichick and his defense. That's the only part of, of that Bill Belichick circle that I do have trouble thinking that it's going to be bad just because it's Bill Belichick. Offensively, though, excuse me, offensively, though, I do have my concerns. So... I was going to say, just to round it up, I have the Bills in first, 12 and 5, Dolphins second, 9 and 8, Jets in third, 7 and 10, Pats in fourth, 6 and 11. I like that. And then for the Jets, really quick, the schedule is too difficult for me. That's really why I have them at six wins. I just can't look at that schedule and where I kind of want to be lenient. It's just the schedule is too difficult that. It's giving me a hard time to do so. It's the second. The second half of the year is not hard. But that's why the first half of the year there's a. But there's also winnable games. You know, Cleveland. you're going into week 10. You, you got your That's what I'm saying, dude. I, I'm looking at, I was looking at the, my computer's frozen right now. I, I have it up here. Week one is Baltimore. But week two Loss. is at Cleveland Could without win. Deshaun. Week Could three win. is Cincy. Loss. Week four at Pitt. I personally think that's a, loss. that's a winnable game. At that's Pitt. A, they can steal that. At Pitt's a winnable game. I disagree. But okay. Baltimore, I don't see as winnable. Of course. But at Pitt versus Miami, winnable game. At home. Yes. Okay. Fair. Thank you. Green Bay, L. Loss. Denver, L. Loss. New England, winnable game. So half of these games are winnable. Then week nine's Buffalo. That's L. But half of those games are winnable. If you could go in there, like, we're not expecting the Jets to be pushing for the playoffs. We're just hoping by week 14, can they be in the hunt? Week 15, can they be playing meaningful games? Like, yo, if we win out, we might get to nine wins and could sneak in some way because this shit happened and this player got injured. So th- this team sucks, right? So we just got to hope by it is week 14, they're in the hunt. They're a game or two under 500. There's no That's way. In the hunt for what? The playoffs? In the wild card, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry, say. King. I don't, I don't but, agree but with you. When, so, when you're in the hunt, you could be three games No, out. no, no. That's, I, that is true. I just, for, for me I just to, want to be on the graph. I struggle. I for me to, I struggle to round see it. it up, the Bills... As your boy, I struggle to see it. The Bills 13-4, and four, the Dolphins 10-7, and seven, the Patriots 7-10, and 10, and the Jets 6-11. and 11. And uh, to finish it off, the oh. Bills running the division. I got Miami at two. I got the Jets at three, and I got New England at four, but I do not have Miami making the playoffs. I'm okay. so sorry. Uh, do you? Uh, so, number one, I do have the Bills. Do I have them? I, let me, before I spoil, 
Yes, I do. I have the Bills going 14-3. and In second place, I have Miami Dolphins finishing with a 10-7 and record. Could be 11-6. Depends on what goes on with that schedule. Uh, but I lean more so confidently 10-7. and In third place, I do have the New England Patriots going 7-10. and I, I want to lean more so six wins, but it's Bill Belichick. I'll give him that respect, that extra W. And in last place, unfortunately, I do have the New York Jets finishing with a 5-12 and record. On to the next division, the AFC North, which is the second-best division in the AFC. Now, I went back and forth with this one. This was difficult. Uh, I went back and forth with the Bengals and the Ravens finishing first or second. It was t- it was a very tough decision for me as well. And I landed on the Bengals. I landed at, on the Bengals finishing 12-5. and Pitch your narrative. Burrow was one of the best <laughs> first-down passers in the NFL. The Bengals were, a bottom t- were bottom 10 in first-down pass rate. So even though he was one of the best passers in first down, they didn't pass on first down often enough. And I think that was the coaching staff being conservative. You know, you know. You got Joe Mixon. It's, it's not only that, but you, you know your quarterback is coming back from a knee injury. Your offensive line is absolutely terrible. You don't want your quarterback to take hits so early. So I understand that being more conservative off of a knee injury was the way to go. But I think this year they're going to be more pass heavy for sure on early downs. And the, I just feel like the Bengals got something to prove. They just have something to prove with the naysayers, Do they? the doubters. Everyone's on their butt. I'm the naysayer. I'm the minority. I am the. Mr. Everyone is on the Bengals. I know. I know somebody by the name of Mr. Dales, man, that has been talking down on the Bengals every step of the way. Joe Burrow. Lucky, lucky run. This look at everything that went their way. All this other stuff. You said the same shit on the Patreon about the fucking Patriots Super Bowl. So like, it's true. If you win the Super Bowl, you get lucky. If you lose, but I don't. I don't. I didn't discredit them. I didn't discredit. You discredit the Bengals with that. Discredit is crazy. You discredited. I said. I I said. I gave them. I gave them all the credit in the world against the Chiefs, and they played a good game against the Rams. He did. But the first two games, I was like, listen, they got, and that's fine. The Bengals last year. We're second in points per drive Good for them. when Joe Burrow wasn't sacked. And now I know that was an anomaly because he was sacked a lot. But with an improved offensive line, getting Alex Kappa, Ted Akaras, Lyle Collins, he'll be sacked less. And I think, we're, you see, they have the top weapons room in football. They have at least an average offensive line. They have one of the top quarterbacks in football. They have a defense that Lou Anamaru, his Halftime defensive adjustments are legit elite and one of the best in the NFL. Yes, the Bengals have a tough schedule, but Joe Burrow is ready for the challenge. And Joe Burrow, everywhere he's went, has changed the culture and has been a winner. And he's not this this no different. Cincinnati is running the table with this division. What do you have them? A game up on the Ravens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, you said a lot of good stuff, and I agree with a lot of good stuff that you said. You know, Cincinnati, they beefed up the offensive line a little bit. They did. Their wide receiving room is one of the best in the league. Joe Burrow, I feel like they have a that offense has another step to take. Where do you, um, I'm just curious, I, f- I know where you guys rank Burrow, but where do you have him, if like off the top of your head? Seven or eight. Okay. That is a modest of, answer right there. Like off the top of my head, that's fine. Like seven Perfect. or eight. That's I fine. Eight. Where do you guys have him? I have him eight. You have him like five. Five. Five or six, yeah. Really? You have him around seven, eight, right? I think Super I have five. him I think I have him right after Russ. Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Mahomes. Justin Herbert six. What? He's got Russ behind. Wait, so Burrow, Burrow and, ahead of Herbert? And Russ. And Russell Wilson. That's oh. nuts. No, I, I would probably have and Stafford? Burrow after Russ. Yeah, and Stafford. Oh my Burrow God. after Russ? I might put Stafford over Russ. 
I wouldn't after call this you, past season. You I can. wouldn't call you crazy, but he's Golden, Russ is getting Gold, back. Golden, Russ is I don't, back. I don't. I don't. I, I just don't. I don't see Herbert over Burrow, but I get it. No. Uh, Golden Tate. Sorry Golden, to interrupt you. Golden Tate said that um, Stafford was Ooh. the best quarterbacks ever played with. Golden Ooh. Tate, and nice. he played with Russ. He played with a young Russ. He did. Super, really Super Bowl winning champion Russ. It's like year two. Yeah, Russ. Legion of Boom carry Russ. He's a young Russ. Legion of Boom. Can Stafford. Stop no, it. It's facts. Legion of Boom carried. Come on. I understand. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, beefed up the offensive line. Some nice men. They're gonna they're nice gonna up their level on the offensive and defense. I feel like has something to prove, like you said. And I feel like Jesse Bates didn't get his contract. He has something to prove. He's gonna have a chip on his soldier. And on top of that, the defense is young. You got a lot to prove. So I, I have Cincinnati at one. I think they're not gonna run away with the division, but I have them as the best. I have Baltimore at two because I think Lamar Jackson is still a great quarterback. You know, I'm not a fan of the offense that they're gonna run, but they still have Mark Andrews. The offensive line is still. Okay, and then on top of the defense, I think the defense in Baltimore is going to be really elite this year. I, I like the secondary. I like the young guys that they drafted. I'm really high on Kyle Hamilton. He's a dog. And they get Marcus Peters back. Everybody knows I love Marcus Peters. So And they have Jalen Armour Davis. Word. And also, <laughs> like, word. But I think Baltimore is going to finish too. Pittsburgh, for me, it's tough because they don't have a quarterback. I'm split between them and Cleveland. Ah. Throw some respect. Did you just hear my throat? Yeah, the show just up. Was was big. Yo, am I a Kenny Pickett believer? I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched much of Kenny Pickett, so I can't even honestly answer that. Pittsburgh is a nice team, but they have a lot of holes. I like Cleveland. I, I really, if Deshaun was there, this would be a much. Deshaun uh, they, was there. They'd be fighting. Lord. They'd be fighting. But Next year is gonna be a bitch to try to predict this I, guy. I, I would probably put Pitt at three. Because their defense, T.J. Watt and them boys, I, I like them. Offensively, they still have Deontay Johnson, so I think they're still going to be good regardless of the quarterback. And then I got at four, I got Cleveland just because Deshaun's going to miss so many games. So that's my lineup. The wide receiver room in Pittsburgh is outstanding. So if Mitch comes outstanding? in— Outstanding? Yes. You think so? I do think so. Deontay Johnson is really good at football. Claypool's all right. Mapletron is very good also, I believe. And then also now you add in— and NFL young boy George relying, Pickens is legit though. Rookies. I think it's nah. It's George, good. P- George, there's Claypool but, is all right. Claypool's legit all right. I think that we view him as all right. Yes, because of one of his he production didn't score last year, but because the quarterback play is not he for didn't his score. style. I agree because the quarterback play for his style of football was not suitable. That same quarterback couldn't get got him touchdowns the year before though. Correct because he wasn't absolutely washed like he was this past season. He couldn't get one. He didn't score. Like, he, he didn't score. Wait, admit, Sorry, who you're telling Chase me that Claypool. Chase Capel had zero touchdowns I'm, last year? No, like he did not. He had touchdowns. He had more than one zero, I think. Bet and also, right uh, how much? $20. Shake. Quick. Look it up. <laughs> no, $20 right now. Shake on it. He had two touchdowns. All right, you owe me 20. You shook on shook. it. No, you're done. You're done. You're done. We didn't shake, bro. bro. We didn't shake. Oh, my God. That's damn near zero. <laughs> nah, you know who had zero who? of of a category that was big? Bradley Chubb. He had zero sacks last season. I mean, Claypool's good. Is no, no, he, for sure. Right. Is he Pickens should Gabriel Davis? Absolutely. No, oh, he's God. Mapletron's rookie season was damn. Mapletron's rookie season was very impressive. Okay, if I'm Kenny sorry. P comes in. Bro, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. Hey, hey, you're fucking me up, bro. I, bro, I'm sorry. It's I a just cool got back into All right, let's it. get on. You have who won the division? So I do have the Baltimore Ravens winning the division. I think now that they're healthy, the defense is, is revamped. Ball nowhere. 
And it's only by a game, too. How you yeah, have the, the Bengals by a game. I have the Ravens by a game. I just yeah. think that offensively, last season, when Lamar was healthy, we saw him take big strides with his with his passing. I think that now that he realizes Mark Andrews is a, a option of his that he can abuse and he can target overly and have success with it, leading to winning ball games, and you now have Rashad Bateman be the wide receiver one, where, let's be real, the wide receiver one in this offense is Mark Andrews, and Rashad Bateman being your wide receiver two is fine. Still a weak wide receiver room. I don't know. You're 100% right, but when you have Lamar's rushing abilities and you yeah. have J.K. Dobbins, whenever he does come back fully healthy, whether that is week one, whether, that. yeah? There was video of him doing a drill, and he was done. He was just limping all over the place. Yeah, no, that's why they uh, Mike Davis right now is scheduled, and then they they're probably they bringing in Ken, it's official. Yeah. They brought in Kenyon Drake because they are all concerned about J.K. Dobbins. But I just believe in Lamar Jackson, his abilities I to win it. ball games, He's and this defense being revamped. Where do you have Lamar ranked in the league? Uh, off the top of your head, seven, seven, seven. I have I have Lamar at ten. He's I, right, eight I or have, nine. I have him okay. one spot ahead of Burrow. He's behind Burrow for me. I get it. That's fine. I have him one okay. spot ahead. Okay. I also have the Ravens win the division. I have them going 12-5, and five, one game above the Bengals, who I come in second place. The Ravens were 8-3 and three before Lamar got hurt. Lamar oh, does one thing. He fucking wins. You could say whatever you want. He does what? He wins. wins? Nah, that's exactly what he does. He's the yeah. most winning quarterback under 25 in NFL history. In the playoffs, he hasn't done oh, okay. it yet. He has a playoff when win. When you say shit like one that, I'm just going to assume. Two, three losses? He's choked in a playoff. See, but when two, I say that about Tua, no, when you say, I'm when a dumbass. When you say he wins, I'm going to assume the regular, you're talking about. We're talking about division uh, right? leads. I get called and, a dumbass. Division winner. For what? For saying that when Tua semantics. wins, I try to use that for his benefit. But when he says that about Lamar, it's supposed to be sound. Oh, semantics. Well, the Bills versus the Bengals. What are we insinuating here? I'm saying that the Ravens have, I think, a more complete team, better coaching, better. I'm I think no, I'm just saying you're saying Lamar wins games, but, he's but he also has, a better, he also has a better team. But that has nothing to do with my point. You're uh, saying Baltimore, then Miami. Team. At the end oh, of the day, yeah, this yeah. doesn't matter because two is not on Lamar's level. He's not. He's but not. moving on, uh, not even close. The Ravens, <laughs> Lamar <laughs> wins in the regular close. season, the most of any quarterback who has played gremlins. this game. Okay, I got them winning. I think the offense and defense good. I had the Bengals in second place. I think they'll win. They'll, they'll make fight the playoffs. All year. They'll be an eleven five. They could maybe win a playoff game. We have to see who their matchup again. We'll see that in the next couple episodes where we have the playoff bracket going up. Maybe. But you know they they made some good moves. Talk about the offensive lines <laughs> going from. Bad. It was the what twenty second ranked at the end of the year. Maybe it'll be like seven. Hated saying that just now. Uh, nah, I think you got, you add Ted Cars, you add Lyle Collins. Yeah. That's super firm. It's 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 nice additions and I feel there. Like they're missing. And I'm missing I think one. Uh, he was trying to argue an episode a couple episodes ago that the Bengals yeah. offensive line wasn't bad. He was losing. Uh, me. He was. That's when analytics need to go down the Joe drain. Joe Burrow was pressured like no. You just used. Analytics Average. that really so you, tried, you you backed out the numbers on them. Yeah, agenda. You know what I'm saying? I had agenda. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get I it. Agenda it. pushing. You backed because you know, numbers. like when you, you look won, at you statistically won. When you look at the pressure uh, Alex Kappa, was that's what I was forgetting. You know what I'm saying? I get it. In terms of I, all I the other you. quarterbacks, I get you, bro. I get you, bro. Um, so yeah, the Bengals second. I think the top two and bottom two are very clear in this division. I think Pittsburgh and and uh, Cleveland are a step behind. If Deshaun was playing, it's a different yeah, story. Cleveland's not a step behind. They're just a QB out. Yeah, but you. I look at the first. 10, 11 weeks without Deshaun, I've been winning two games. I think week three against Pittsburgh, they could win, and week four at Atlanta. Can they you could just win. Run, run out 11? Week one at Carolina, week two against the Jets, week three Pittsburgh, week four at Atlanta, and then you have the Chargers, New England, Baltimore, Cincy, bye week, Miami, Buffalo, Tampa Bay. I think you get like three of those, three, four of those. I have, I have number two. And they could win against Brissette the Jets or some shit. Brissette, right. yes. I think, and they have one yeah, receiver. I mean, one receiver. If they lose Mark Cooper, they have the worst wide receiver room in the league. And the Steelers, you know, Kenny Pickett's looked pretty decent in the Chubb, preseason. Chubb going to have to, you know. Chubb, Hunt, Dearness, the, those guys. The Ravens, to me, a lot of the talk about the Ravens is, you know, people oftentimes are concerned with Lamar's injury, right? If uh, 
he's gonna if he's gonna start being injury prone. He's missed four games in his first four seasons. I don't think the injury thing is really a and big deal. They were all deal. from last year. And I, I want to mention this when I talk about the Ravens because I think Greg Roman has gotten a lot of the of the blame when the offense doesn't work. And it's it's unwarranted and it's unfair. Are there times where he does have mishaps? Yes, like any single play caller in the NFL. But Greg Roman, ultimately, the Ravens are as run-heavy as they are because they have Lamar Jackson. It's not like they are doing that to remove Lamar from his strengths. The offense is that way because that is who Lamar is. That's how you maximize Lamar Jackson. When Hollywood Brown said, I'm not a fan of the system, that's him saying, I'm not a fan of the Lamar system because it's Lamar Jackson's system. The Ravens went from, in 2019 and 2020, to being a heavy run-first team on early downs to this past season, they called 61% of pass plays on first down last season, which was more than Arizona did with Kyler Murray and the weapons they have and a lot of other pass-heavy teams. The Ravens passed a lot on early downs. Greg Roman changed that side of his offense up. The Ravens 8-3. and three. When Lamar Jackson was was healthy, number one seed. Yes, they let's had good weapons. Let's also bring. Let's also. No, but uh, Shadi B came back. Yeah, I'm saying, but last year, this year, that's all they lost. Let's mm-hmm. also contextualize this though, and I hate to be a nitpicker, but it's important. Four wins were fourth quarter comebacks. One of them was a 60 yard longest field goal in NFL history. Justin yeah, Tucker hit on the Lions. I know, but. What are the odds? Yep. That it's Justin, it's Justin it. Tucker. I know, but <laughs> the longest field goal in NFL that history. That only happened because Hollywood dropped three touchdowns. Okay, probably, I understand. Probably should have been a blowout. Okay. Contextualize. Know? Late fumble by Casey, which put yes, the Ravens in position to sure. win. That blessed them. They had After a, how many interceptions to start that game, too? He started with the pick six. I think he might end with two interceptions. First throw was a pick six. Joey said move him to running back, and then he came back and won. And the Ravens had a 16-point comeback against... I believe it was Colts. the Colts. Yep. That was a great game. Yeah. And an overtime and the win. win. The Browns yeah. win was nuts too. And an overtime win against the against I'm trying to remember the name right now. Against the Vikings. Those are a lot of late late those are a lot of comebacks they had last year. For Lamar Jackson, historically, he has not been a quarterback that has gotten yeah, many fourth quarter comebacks. Up. Shut everyone up. I will say this though. I think that John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Sure. And he has adjusted his philosophy to the Ravens were at one point, let's run the ball and let's let's punish teams that way to now let's pass the ball, let's get the lead, and let's use the run to secure the lead, which is that's how you win the modern NFL. Last year, I'm, this is where I'm low on the Ravens. They blitz at the eighth highest rate in the NFL but had a below pass rush rate, which means that they blitz a lot and they still couldn't get to the quarterback. They had the and this where the agenda for the Ravens helps your case. They had the highest adjusted games lost due to injury. Yeah, they were decimated. With now you bring back the defense, which is probably going to be one of the top defenses in the league, top, a top secondary. The offensive line is good. Correct, Ronnie Staley coming I, back. I don't think losing Hollywood Brown's a big deal. I don't. With his target share last year, he was among one of the most inefficient wide receivers, along with Darnell Mooney, who played with Justin Fields and Robbie Anderson, who played with Sam Donald both last year weren't good quarterbacks. And in Lamar's 2019 MVP season, the wide receiver with the most yards had 500 yards. Oh, like Lamar well, has... Why, that tight end. Yeah. Andrews had 1,000. I know, but Lamar has shown that he can 
the offense can perform at a high level without a high-level wide receiver, yes, which that's the important part. But Andrews and Hollywood had the highest combined target share for two weapons in any on any team. So yeah, it's sure. very focused because those are the two best. But, but, but Hollywood you, is inefficient with yes, his but targets. Real quick before you go, Isaiah Likely has looked phenomenal yeah, this preseason. Fast. They need weapons. He's a big body. He is tight end, but... They're going to be in a lot of two tight end sets. We know how and they run this offense. In, in so history. watch out for Isaiah Likely. My question is three. specifically for you, young man. Um, do you think at any point, Lamar, I know in the regular season he shows the ability that he doesn't need yeah. a high level wide receiver, but do you think he's going to need one in the playoffs? To make a, a serious Super Bowl yeah, run. Yeah, like to, make, they, to be they a, need a serious contender. They do need to get another receiver. Uh, if they want to be super real Super Bowl contenders, I do think they need another receiver. The only other way it happens, the defense would really have to be phenomenal, and Lamar would just have to be perfect. I mean, we saw good games and bad games in the playoffs for Lamar. The, his first, or second loss on his rookie year, second year, he had 500 total yards, had a few interceptions, though. Then he finally gets the first win against, against the, the Titans the year after. Yeah, the first loses, one was bad. Loses to the Bills. The numbers I mean, the Bills will fool you. And he looked like shit against yeah. the Bills. I'm actually um, surprised you're lower on the Browns. I have them going on and eight. I think they finished with the third best record in the division. Steelers go 7-10 seven 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 How many wins do they have before week 13? I'm curious. Name them. Uh, we just went through this. At Carolina. <laughs> they can win. The Jets. They can win. Pittsburgh. They can win. Atlanta. They can win. Okay. Chargers. They lose. New England. They can win. Baltimore. They lose. Cincy. They lose. At Miami. They lose. Buffalo. They lose. Tampa Bay. They lose. So that's four potential wins. Okay, now after that? After that, they're, the schedule is pretty. At Houston. That's Deshaun's win. first game. At Cincy. They can win. At Cincy? It's going to be tough. With Deshaun, yes. I have them losing, but they can win. And this all Deshaun who hasn't played football in two years. Okay. Uh, at this point, right, basically two years. First Baltimore, week 15. It's going to be a tough game. I think they lose that game. Week 16 versus New Orleans, another tough game. I have them losing they that game. They can win that game. Then 17 at Washington. They win. can win. 18 at Pitt. Win. They can win. I, 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 I have them around. at 9 and 8. And okay. this is the thing. At Pitt's a tough game, though. Maybe, you know what, I'll change it to 8 and 9. I have them at 7 and 10. I'll do that. I had them 6 wins. Like, I am concerned. This is the thing for, for the Browns. They have a top running back. They do. They have a top offensive line. They have, they have a top the defensive line. backup running back. In they the have a top secondary. Like, they have top position groups in football, which is why, like, the Browns are that team that is kind of different from Denver where – the Browns are legitimately a quarterback away where... They, don't, they if, have one receiver, though. Yeah, I know, Their but if, if Deshaun had been healthy for the entire year, oh, the Browns are a top three team in the AFC, there's no doubt. Um, Jacoby Brissett, I think, can keep them afloat. You would have them win the division if Deshaun's healthy? Top three team. Yeah, okay. I would. So um, you have them at three, or, or do you think they're better than the Bills and the Chargers? They're better than the Bills. Chargers I struggle with. I think Jacoby Brissett can keep them afloat. But I will say this. I am concerned with Kevin Stefanski. I do think last year he took a huge drop-off, and things he did schematically just didn't make sense. Baker Mayfield struggled last year, and a lot of the blame was put on him, but it was kind of the, the way Kevin Stefanski used Baker, he had every right to be frustrated. Baker even <laughs> voiced that him and Stefanski didn't see eye-to-eye. Eye. In 2021, Stefanski went away from a lot of Baker's strengths. Baker struggles in play action. They went more, uh, he struggles in shotgun. They went more shotgun heavy this past season. Baker was great on play action on first down. They went away from that. He succeeded more under center. Stefanski went away from that. He played better with two tight end sen- sets. Stefanski went away from that. And that doesn't make sense because the Browns have two receivers. 
at their absolute best was Odell and Jarvis. But they have a good tight end room in the Joku, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant. So for them to go away from two tight end sets and from heavy formations to now having three wide receivers out there in Shorts, Peoples-Jones, and Jarvis Landry, it didn't make sense. And I think that schematically, Kevin Stefanski showed me that I don't know if I can really trust him as a coach. Like, he has to prove it again. And with Deshaun, it might be easier because, yes, he's a far superior quarterback. But Stefanski is scaring me. And with the Steelers, one of the worst offensive lines in the league, one of the worst secondaries in the Absolutely. league. Absolutely. Running back, it doesn't even matter if and your offensive line is good. They were the worst good. rush defense in the league last year. Yeah, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league that you're going to be starting. They faced the third lowest rate of seven-man boxes, and they were still unsuccessful when, when they ran. Can I ask you, is there anything different from last year to this year? They got Cam Hayward back. That's huge. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, other than that, and they made the playoffs. Their offensive line is worse this year. Uh, last year was really and bad. The, and I say James this, Daniels, and I say this. Jesse all, Davis is on the, the line now, so I'm even more concerned. And I say this, although the talent with Pittsburgh's offensive line might be slightly, maybe a tad bit better, they will be worse because you don't have a veteran behind center. Like Ben Roethlisberger is somebody who can he understands protections better than a Trubisky, Absolutely. than a Pickett. Absolutely. And he was also, everything was out yeah. fast with him. So now you bring in these quarterbacks, it's going to be glaring. The issue is going to be more glaring than it was last year. And last year it was a big time issue. I think it's going to be hard. Sorry, Drew. It's okay. Um, with Cleveland, I think this can be looked at as a lost year because you're going to have you're not going to be with Deshaun the first 11, 12 weeks of the year. And then you're going to have Jacoby Brissett, who's probably going into the year the worst starting quarterback in the league, if not bottom three. And then you get Deshaun back, who hasn't played in a year and a half, two years for the last six games. He needs those games to get rusted. Exactly. So, like, it's going to be hard for Stefanski to really prove anything with a backup for the first, for three quarters of the season. It'll be next year. And get a quarterback who hasn't played. It's going to be hard to really judge what he is. Stefanski's... Last season with the Browns could be next season, given how things and go. Next year, there's no. I excuse. think he's fu- he's locked in this year. I see. Yeah, I course. see where you're coming from, but next year is really when he starts to be put under the microscope. Yeah, really, the Browns for me are, are that team that I mean, if they they could tank, and it, it really wouldn't be surprising because they, can't. they can get a top. Oh wait, no, they can't. They, they have their pick. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's on. why they don't have any yeah. picks like 2026 20, probably. Which is really why I feel sense. like if you guys were to, were to say that you see them winning eight games, nine games. Because they have to to go out and and try their absolute hardest every single week to not make the players them look don't like, tank. I think Absolutely. their defense can win them games. They're, the Browns defense is that good. I I agree with that too. Where they I, give their picks to? I, Texans. The Texans. Okay. They got they got three first. They sent all them bad boys. Smart move. Got to do what you got to do. But I I just do have my worries about Jacoby Brissett leading Shit. this offense. But I, I think the Browns defense is that good that though. Miles yeah, Garrett, Clowney. Clowney, who had a career year last yeah. season. And that also is due in part to Miles Garrett being on opposite side of yeah, him. Yeah, but sure. you can't put one-on-one coverage with Clowney clearly because he can get to the quarterback. What, relatively do you have the Steelers easy. record? Steelers record. Let me give a, a firm look before I spew some nonsense. I'm scared of for our team. The Eagles? Yeah. Why? Offensive line is always hurt. Have them 7-10, and 10, Defense is getting a little yeah. bit old on the line. A lot of age shit. You you guys are aging in some areas. Our offensive line is hurt every year. You but you know, I'm still not fine. last year. But now, now well, Brandon Brooks didn't play last year. I you have Jason Peters anymore. Don't worry about that. You have great. You don't tackles. have to worry about. You have Kelsey. Wayne gets hurt a lot. He's Lane always in and out of he's shit. He's old. Kelsey's the only one that's like affirmative going to play the whole game. He's getting, but I'm still fine. You know, I'm still fine. he's getting his number retired with y'all. Kels? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he's a goat. Brandon Brooks not even on the roster no more. Where'd he go? Now he's not. I mean, the guard last year was starting was Isaac Simialu. 
Who's well, one he, of, he's he one of the best guards in Brooks the league. Brooks didn't play last year. He got hurt before that. And I guess he just retired. And Jordan Mailata is also he's one good. of the best, one the best in the league. Ty- yeah, one of the best yeah. tackles. So you guys have an unbelievable offensive line. We usually always keep it elite. Yeah, high key. You know, Especially so for if you have Kelsey we, there, it, Landon Dickerson's cool too. Oh, you know. facts. Yeah, I have the Bengals at twelve and five, the Ravens at eleven and six, the Browns at eight and nine, and the Steelers at seven and ten. I reverse order have the Ravens at twelve and five. I have the Bengals at eleven and six. I have the Steelers at seven and ten, and I do have the Browns coming in last place with a six and eleven record. I have the Bengals finishing first, the Ravens finishing second. I had Pitt at three, and I have Cleveland finish the last two. I have Baltimore in first, twelve and five. Bengals in second, eleven and six. Browns third. Well, Browns and Steelers tied, seven and ten, third and fourth. I'm fine with that. On to the last division in the AFC, the AFC South. We know this is a gauntlet, a gauntlet. of a division. No, it's not. It's Gauntlet's the furthest nuts. thing. Nuts. Well, I it's think a, low key is a one team race. Does, does anybody? It's the fourth does, best division. Does anybody have the Titans winning the division? No. no. Okay, so. I'll talk about the Colts since, you know, I'm the Colts guy on here. Shoot your shot. The Colts. How does he get full credit for them? No, he gets full credit, bro. Why? He, You know how he rides for them. But oh, I, you really know how he no, rides. He's going to ride till he fucking finished. That's, and he was worth it. Well, he's <laughs> he's <laughs> very active. <laughs> with, like, Yo, I tell you what, it. I revisit that that segment here and then. <laughs> That's an all-time moment. But the fact that I don't get a little bit of credit is crazy. You like, are, he, ooh, you're on the Colts, but not like he's on the Colts. No, he's like on it. Like, you're like, yeah, standing there waiting in line, but he's What riding. he says, he's <laughs> the line leader. He is like, fucking... He, what I'm saying is essentially the, the same thing. He has them as dark horse favorites to win. I also have them it's as dark horse. He's not a dark horse favorite. It might not be a dark horse. No, they are a dark horse Hey, you act like they the favorites. That's what a dark horse team means. I don't know if you're a dark horse. You're one That's what a dark horse is. And also... Two final teams. No, no, no. Dark horse... No, no, no. Dark horse is like... Nobody thinks they're going to make it. Like, that's yeah. a dark horse. And why, Thanks. also, Thanks. I'm a little bit more in than I was is that Shaq got off the pub, and now it's looking like he's on track to start week one, which is huge. huge. Go ahead, Coach. So I think the Colts are finishing 11-6 and six this year. I like it. I was thinking about maybe bumping them up to 12 or 13, but I think that's a bit too much. Thank God. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I could see them at 12-5, and five, though, if everything does go right. Listen, the Colts, Frank Reich is at a different quarterback in his last five seasons. And he still had a thir- he still has a thirty seven and twenty eight record, two playoff trips, and just one losing season. I was with Jacoby Brissett, who's not a starter. The reason why I'm not saying twelve wins is because Frank Reich is zero and four in season openers. He's five and nine in September, so the Colts don't get off to the fastest start. That's probably in large part to having a different quarterback every single year. But the the teams that they lose to in the openers aren't groundbreaking teams they lose to teams like the jags in in week one and And week like 17 too week one this upcoming year they're facing the texans now a lot of us have that as a chalk it up win but they struggle week one the second game is versus the jaguars at jacksonville the Colts have historically struggled at jacksonville so those should be winning winnable games but could i see them dropping one of those sorry to cut you off i have a question um but don't you think Matt Ryan should change that? He sh- he could change it. Yes, you should win the first two weeks. Yeah. You should, yeah. Division, on on yeah. paper, Matt yes. Ryan is a divisional upgrade on the road, from the but last quarterbacks he's had, right? Yeah, and this is where he's going to upgrade. The Colts last year were two and five in one score games. With Matt Ryan, they'll have a positive record in that department. Wait, what was it? Two and five in what? One, one score one games. Score. They were zero and four in games decided by a field goal. Okay. I think Matt Ryan changes is clutch, okay. and he changes those. He changes those records. 
The I Colts agree. win one game. They're in the playoffs last year with Carson Wentz. Well, they had now you bring in Matt Ryan, <laughs> and they have the third easiest schedule of opponents. This isn't it's a late. tough schedule. And Matt Ryan, this just the contract, the, the stark contrast between him and Carson Wentz. Accuracy on non-play action throws. Matt Ryan ranked seventh. <sighs> Carson hurt, Wentz ranked thirty-second. Passes thrown ten plus yards down the field. And you talk about Matt Ryan's diminishing arm. Ryan Ryan ranked third in the NFL and passes 10 yards down the field. Dude, you could have used any of the numbers. 10 plus yards down the field. <laughs> Wentz ranked further to the first down marker. Carson Wentz ranked 31st. The Colts in 2020 were first in first half explosive play rates with Phillip Rivers, who was an agent quarterback. In 2021, it was 28th because Carson Wentz is inconsistent. So, you can count on the Colts being a more explosive team. And you might say, well, uh, how are they going to be explosive when they don't have the weapons? Well, in 2020, who was their best weapon? Michael Pittman, a rookie one, and T.Y. Hilton, T. who was aging. aging. So they didn't have weapons then, but they were still an explosive play offense. I think Frank Reich is one of the better play callers in the NFL. That was without JT, too. Yeah, without him fully emerging. Matt Ryan last year, God bless him, he was pressured on 40% of his dropbacks, which is six in the NFL, and he still graded out as one of the better quarterbacks, but when he was kept clean in the pocket, he was the 12th best graded quarterback. So this guy, when he's kept clean, can make defenses pay. (laughs) He throws dimes. And Matt Ryan in the red zone, which, you know, I know a couple episodes ago, you love to joke around about the Kyle Pitts thing. And Julio. You know, I told you guys, Matt Ryan in the red zone, last year he threw 18 touchdowns, zero picks in the red zone. Ninth, inside, ninth in yards inside the 20, 15th inside the 10. You know, not that it's average, but passing touchdown leaders in the red zone since 2018, Matt Ryan is fourth at 62 touchdowns and four interceptions. The only quarterbacks ahead of him are Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. So despite Matt Ryan being this washed-up old hag that people love to spin the narrative of, he's actually somebody who can still play at a high level, and he is further he is further right now in terms of arm strength and accuracy than Phillip Rivers was in 2020. And Phillip Rivers in 2020 with the Colts got them to the playoffs. He was damn good. And it, they were a touchdown away from tying the Bills, and they could have beat the Bills in that game. It was a pretty close game. Now, the Colts, are they going to be a favorite in the AFC South? I mean, in the AFC in total? They won't be a favorite. But can they give every single team a run for their money? Yes. Can they capitalize on the weaknesses of teams? Yes. If they face Kansas City in the first round, would I favor Mahomes? Yes. But can I see a scenario where their defense lays an egg, Jonathan Taylor runs all over them, and the Colts win? Yes. Those are two. Those are possibilities. Just because I favor a team doesn't mean I automatically think the Colts have no chance. The Colts have chances. That's that's been my argument all offseason, though. They have legit chances. That's been my argument all offseason. You know that. Yeah, they have legit chances. But do you know that has been my argument? What's been your argument? That the Colts have a good team. I have them win the division. But there's just a lot of other teams in the AFC that are better. That's been my argument this whole offseason. That's been your argument, but you have also been kind of adamant in saying they don't have a chance. I'm, uh, I'm on that boat. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they got to play the Chiefs, Chargers, the Bills, round, no. Ravens. That's uh, the thing with me. Like, Broncos. I think they have – I think the Colts have a chance. You think 
They're like the Steelers of the first round. No, wild card. Okay, that's disrespectful. And they had to play the Chiefs. If they have, if the Colts have played the Chiefs, they're not winning that. If game. If the Colts, they can beat the Chiefs though. I don't think so, bro. They're the Raiders of last season. That no, no that's valid. not even close. And while Matt Ryan that's has so that, perfectly said. the Raiders had one of the worst defenses in the league. Don't they? they worst defenses. Yes, they did. It's really bad. And Matt Ryan, I don't remember it playing badly though. Bottom twenty. Matt Ryan's touchdown interception ratio might look nice, but from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one, they've been twenty fourth or worse in red zone efficiency. So the, the it Colts. looks nice. No, the, the Atlanta. So it's looked nice on paper, the eighteen to zero. But he's just got a lot of chances in there. He's converted those eighteen times, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. But twenty fourth or worse, three years in a row. That's the issue with Matt Ryan. The number looks good. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, okay. it was bad. Uh, my question is uh, same thing with Denver in a sense where you guys you look at a team they have an easy schedule, so they win a lot of games. So it looks like they're a really great team in the playoffs. Joel said if they get a key matchup, they could possibly win that matchup. So for you, Dell, since you are more of the you're you're under the belief that they don't have a chance to come out in the first round. Hypothetically speaking, they're going to get a top four seed because they're going to win a division, right? Facts. So if they play a team like the Ravens or the Raiders. You don't think Matt Ryan could just clutch up and get one? They could beat the Raiders, but they're not playing the Raiders, I don't think. I'm going to be honest. The only team team that I think I would overwhelmingly favor over the Colts in a playoff matchup would be the Chargers and would be the Bills. And the Broncos. Those are the only teams. And the Ravens. The Chiefs, I wouldn't overwhemingly favor them. I wouldn't. every team that's going to make the playoffs in my mind. So we have the Bills. Don't spoil it. My bad. I was about. I mean, we already kind of went through it all. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Say, I would say really the Bills, Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, um, Bengals, and Ravens, and obviously the Colts being the seventh one. But those six teams, I'm taking all of them over the Colts so, and pretty comfortable. They're the okay. worst team in the playoffs. Team. Yes, we they're the fourth seed. They get home field advantage, but so it we matter. won't spend too much time on this. But when talking about the Ravens, let's say they do face the Ravens. Okay. The Ravens don't have any receivers, right? You have Mark Andrews, but who's going to cover him? Darius Leonard, who's an all-pro linebacker. There's no linebackers that can cover Andrews Mark Andrews. Andrews is going to get his. But Darius Leonard's one Shaq of the best gonna, pass coverage linebackers in the league. But he's Shaq not. Is gonna co- he's not gonna, okay. He's going to shadow him the whole you game. You don't have no. to worry about. You don't, you don't have it's to. Not, Andrews 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Nah, Andrews is. is but Stephon, no linebacker. Stephon Gilmore has covered tight ends before. And Andrews is going to get his, bro. It's, it's going to happen. He's not, but. He's not going to... Yeah, guys get beat. Jim, you, you saw Jim Reams get beat. I know. Him. Him. Bro, multiple times. This is, they could double him. This, stay nah, with me. Stay strong. with me He's on the only this. guy out there. The Colts face the Ravens. The Ravens have no outside threats. Bateman. The Colts have a great run defense. They can neutralize the Ravens' run attack. They have great coverage linebackers with speed. Mm-hmm. They have a great second, great corner in Stephon Gilmore who's looking back, who's looking back in, in form based on all the reports we're hearing out of training camp. That defense can shut down the Ravens, bro. It's not going to shut down the Ravens. It could give them some hassles. So the Ravens seen, aren't this it'll, offensive it'll be, firepower it'll be a that defensive can't get shut shootout because the Ravens we've have seen, an elite defense. Now, now we've listen, seen the, we've seen the Ravens be fantastic offensively with Lamar running this offense. In 2019, when the Ravens made the playoffs, yes. Lamar's MVP year, they lost to the Titans, right? Yeah, they got smoked. You picked the Ravens, right? In 20, yeah, probably. It I was picked Lamar the Titans. Fans. So what's the defense <laughs> between? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, you were right. You were right three years ago. No, he I'm, did. I'm just saying, like you were right three I'm years just ago. saying, I can see things that other people don't think is consensus. Okay, so you think the Colts don't have a chance against the Ravens? I think that's ludicrous. I think they do. You know how I feel about the Ravens. They have it's a chance. It's going to be a close game. Bro, they like, definitely have a be, chance. I know. I'm being disrespectful. With, I'm, uh-huh. Like I'm going to pick the Ravens. That's why I'm I think saying they're the, a better team. The only overwhelming favorite I I look at 
The Bills, no. the Chargers. Real, realistically, the, the overwhelming to me are the AFC or the AFC West. Teams but what's a chance? What's a chance? Do you got? What's the percentage on a chance? They'll like, lose a, by a field goal or a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. We're going into that game. Everyone's expecting a one possession game. If they play the AFC West teams, I feel very comfortable about the Bills. I feel very comfortable, and the Ravens and Bengals. Like it's going to be a close game. People are expecting it too. But I'm going into that game pretty feeling pretty comfortable about the Ravens and the Bengals. I, against the the reason why I don't want to spend too much time on this is because for one, it's projection, right? And it's you basically projecting that the Colts aren't going to be as good as I think they're going to be. Come when it's week nine, week 11, 12, around then. That's when your eyes are gonna be more open, yeah. and you're gonna be like, "Yo, you know the Colts are really playing some fucking good football." So you have them coming up the first round. I think they are. I think they do. Okay, we'll get to the bracket later. Uh, uh, they have an sort. easy schedule. The schedule is a cupcake walk, so it should be no excuses. It is see, a cupcake. See, it's walk. a cupcake walk, and we both have them eleven and six. Do you have them eleven and six? Ten and seven. And I don't you didn't know do the record. That's fine. It's because the teams that the are difficult are very. They difficult. are. I don't disagree. Like, the losses I have, I do have them splitting with Jacksonville. I have them losing to KC, Denver, Tennessee, because that they're in division. They're splitting. have them losing to Philadelphia, and I have them losing There's to the Chargers. There's three really tough opponents. No, it's the Chargers. It's the, it's it's, the AFC West teams. Yeah, it's true. And, and they play us. Facts. And that's please, yeah, please and I would, I would put you guys over the race. Please put some respect. I, I definitely you did. Know you did. Yeah. You did. He I bet. Did I, I didn't. I missed Philly yeah. here. I missed Philly. You're good, bro. Week 11. So, like, and, and to briefly talk about Philly? the other. Do, I know we just spoke about the Colts. But that's the thing with the Colts is that, like, yes, we have them at 11 and 6, and some people 10 and 7 or 9 and 8, but I think 10 wins is their floor. It is their floor. With this schedule, I'm 100% in agreement. It should be it should be a cupcake walk for them. They should walk into the playoffs pretty easily. I mean, I have no and issue if, about the Colts in the regular season. And if really they're good. this legit team that I do believe that they are a very good team, but to, I'll give you your credit. You think that they're even better than that. One of these tough games, they need to win. They if, do. If yeah. they need to beat KC, they need to beat the Chargers. They need to. If if the Colts are legit, they need to beat the Eagles. And listen, that's possible. That's fair. Last year, the Bills were contenders. They blew the fuck out of the Bills. Absolutely, they beat them forty-one to seventeen. The Bills lost to the Jags. Shit happens in the NFL. What? What? Yeah, teams? yeah. But that Colts performance was like abysmal. No, it was abysmal. Dominant. I know. Yeah, it was. Abysmal. It was pure dominance. Um, what teams in the AFC do you think the Colts just? You're going into that week like, yeah, no way. It's chopped. Bills. The Bills. Chargers. Chargers loosely. It depends on how they come out defensively. Like chops is in. There's no way they win the game or blowout. No, we, I mean it's a playoff game. It's gonna be, but what when you're going into week one the, of the playoffs? So what say, team do you think be like? I feel good about this. Chiefs. Like, there's gonna be games in the playoffs where oh, oh it's okay. half and half. I'm gonna be honest like, with you. So Bills, Bills, right Chargers, now there's Chiefs. really only one team: Bills, Chargers, Chiefs. Yeah, definitely. Those that, are the three. I'm that's a guaranteed in. lock. Bills. I think the Bills are the only team that I can firmly okay. say that I, I'm confident that they can. Not a lock, but the teams where I'm fully like I can go to sleep and know that I'll wake up with them winning. Yeah. Those three teams. Like for like for example, Bills, Chargers, Chiefs. Yeah. Like for example, the Chargers. We know that. Oh, they, in the Bengals, I'm fucking. We know the, the Chargers Bengals. buffed up the run defense, but if they face the Colts, it's really going to be put to the test against a team like That's that. Facts. I understand. I agree, but you got like Justin Herbert, like Bengals, like, Bengals to a degree too. Like we're going to have the to Colts, like, If the Colts were a team that were just good but didn't excel in an area, I would understand you. But they are legitimately the best rushing yeah, football they have team the in best the NFL. Back in football, and now you have a quarterback who is pro- arguably at his best in play action, and when. 
he's been surrounded with a runner <coughs> who can consistently run for 100 yards, has, has never so lost. So are you guys worried about the second receiver, Alec Pierce, being uh, dude, the guy? You don't have to talk one? to me about it. I'm I'm about I've been very adamant on the wide receiver core being a, a I mean, huge just, issue. We've just, we just talked about how you need, a, you need a top receiver. I do think Pittman's going to elevate. Nah, Pittman's going to be insanely good this year. If they play the Chiefs, I don't think that second receiver is really going to matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they play... Baltimore, that's going to be difficult. Because you have corners that can match up against it, Pittman. It, like you said, it really is uh, about matchups. I would, about I would if they play the Raiders, I'm comfortable with Pittman in that one-on-one matchup. Like, it really depends on matchups. I would favor the other teams, the top teams in the AFC over the Colts. Yes, I would. But that doesn't mean that they necessarily can't can't pick of them. Of course, yeah. Because, I mean, we're sitting here talking like, yes, we feel comfortable. But it's a one-week playoff. Anything could happen in that one game. It's right. like, come, come, at, come, come playoff time, and I need to make a prediction. And it's let's say it's the Chargers versus the Colts. I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to take yeah. the Chargers. But, but there's no that, doubt the Colts have opportunity to win. But a lot of that, and this is why, like, I didn't want to get too in depth with it. Absolutely, because like, we're going to do this. A lot of that is when we're sitting here, week 18 after week 18 is finished, and we say, "Oh, the Colts are facing this team." Let's say it is, you know, the Ravens. Well, last have you seen the Colts the last five games? They have been legitimately dominant. Like. It's all about hot. it's all about runs. The Raiders but the, went hot. Though. The Raiders are a bottom twenty. I, no, defense. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. Like, you know the Raiders. We're just also expecting the Colts to be great in top ten defense again, top ten offense again. But That's I, what I we're think projecting. I think with things like that, for example, I think with things like that, the Colts to me are not the Raiders. They're more so the Niners in terms of the dark horseness of them. Like the Niners in the playoffs, you came into it. They faced Dallas. Well. Dallas was a, probably a better team all year, but you knew San Fran as of recently has been better at picking San Fran. The Colts to me have that type of aspect to them. They're more they're more of a legit team because they're a complete team. Shanahan always, I mean, the <clears throat> Niners just always feel comfortable because of Shanahan. Like that's the only reason why the Niners I feel like have that dark horse tendency. One because they had a quarterback that everyone saw was inferior to whoever their opponent is. Yeah, they already had one of the best rushing tax in the league, similar to the Colts. But they also have the head coach there who. Frank Reich's done it in the past, but since he's been with the Colts, he hasn't done what Shanahan has done with yeah. the Niners, and that's and, why and no it's doubt. elevated for the Niners. And no doubt that happens, but you know, for me, a, a big thing to it, a big thing about that was that game was the defensive line I thought was going to wreck the Cowboys' game plan, and that's what happened. And the Colts have a defensive line capable of doing things we, like that. We also say it with the Bengals and Titans. The Bengals got outmatched by the Titans' defensive line. Bengals still won. They had the better yeah, right. weapons, better quarterback. But that was historically an anomaly. It is, but it's also it's an anomaly up to this point. But now the way offense is going and how quarterbacks and wide Agreed. receivers really run the league. Agreed. Obviously, the trenches are important, right? I'm not trying to be just this new head modern guy, but the trenches are important to protect your quarterback. But we've seen it now in the NFL. You have the number one receiver and you have an elite quarterback. You could win and you know overcome mismatches you have in other areas. But does Matt Ryan throw three picks like Tannehill? Probably. No. No, the answer is no. Not. The answer is no. Probably not, but he could have a bad game. Like if you're I gonna guess, say they yeah, can, they can beat, <laughs> he can, you know, yeah. they could beat whoever the fuck. Like they could beat the Chargers. Well, yeah, Matt Ryan could also stink and have two like, interceptions, like 150 yards. Tannehill has never been on Matt Ryan's no, level. Never. It's too not, much. Not elite, Matt Ryan. No, no. It's too much. He even, can. Even the last though. couple of years, they've probably been. It's, it's, it's been close. Close, yeah. I guess. But Tannehill's been really good. Take, I mean, no, outside last year, to talk about the Titans because you know we're on Tannehill. For me, they're not an eight. You know, I think although a lot of things in the offseason has went against them, this is a team that coming into last season people thought was going to regress, and they finished with the first seed in the AFC. Absolutely. There's something about Mike Vrabel that I think he just brings the best out of his players. He's amazing. He just wins. He's amazing. I will say this, though. 
although Vrabel has won at least nine games every season, he's been a head coach. <laughs> Tannehill relies heavily on play action, and that's the difference between him and like a guy like Matt Ryan. Yeah. Is that Ryan Tannehill's success is in direct correlation with the scheme, mm-hmm. and when he's outside of his, his comfort zone, he struggles tremendously. Derrick Henry is a huge injury risk. He's had over 1,500 carries in his career. The offensive line could be a disaster. They're going to be bad, but they could be a disaster this year. And the defense needs to play at an elite level. They did last year, but last year's tie-ins in terms of they were 26 in EPA per rush and 26 in yards per carry. Um, I'm sorry, that's offensively. They, they're playing the third toughest schedule of offenses this year. Last year, they played an easier, a much easier schedule. So the Titans, to me, I don't look at their linebackers and think it's good or elite. Their, their secondary is not good or elite. They have an elite safety. It's young, young but secondary. But it's Christian Fulton. It's Roger McCrary, Caleb rookie Farley. from Auburn. Caleb Ferry, Fairley, who gets young. hurt. Elijah Molden. The defensive line is good. It's not out. It's not great. Like, I do love Jeffrey Simmons. I love Harold Landry. Bud Dupree still has to show that he's the Bud Worth Dupree the contracts. on Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh days. Didn't look up to last but year. But then looking at the offense, like, the Titans were 26 in EPA per rush and 26 in yards per carry on early down runs. Yet Todd Downing called the most early down run plays of, of in the NFL. The Titans are the most predictable offense. Run, run, pass. And it really limits Ryan Tannehill because now you're forcing into you're forcing Tannehill into obvious passing downs where the defense can load up, and that's where he really struggles. And you have to count on Robert Woods being healthy. The Titans have to rely on Traylon Burks having an outstanding rookie season. Like, there are a lot of Not ifs. Crazy. There are a lot of ifs when it comes to the Titans, Agreed. and a lot of things have to go their way. Now, 9-8, and eight, I think they get it because Mike Vrabel is an outstanding coach. Correct. But this could be one of the bigger disappointments or one of the bigger fall-offs we see this season. And I feel like that's pretty well said because I don't think that they're going to be a bottom feeder. No way. I think with Mike Vrabel being the head coach, you said it absolutely perfect. He's too good of a head coach to allow these boys to be undisciplined on both sides of the ball. So long as Derrick Henry is healthy, I believe in this offense. The offensive line is is terrible when it comes to pass blocking. But regardless of that fact, Derrick Henry's going to go in there and he's going to still do his thing. Um, the wide receivers in this in this offense do worry me. I'm a huge fan of Robert Woods. Shout out to Bobby Trees. I hope that he's healthy, ready to go this season because he is an underrated part of his game is his blocking ability too, which is going to be huge for Derrick Henry hitting the outside or, or trying to cut the, to, the, to, that, to that outside in between the, the tackle and the wide receiver as well. Robert Woods is very underrated when it comes to his blocking. Traylon Burks, though, is the X factor. As much as Derrick Henry needs to be the best player on the team, it's, un, it's really... A little unreasonable of me to ask this much of Traylon Burks, but in an offense that is in desperate needs of a big play type of guy, Traylon Burks was drafted in the first round. He needs to be one of those guys that the Tennessee Titans can rely on. Basically I traded for I AJ think, Brown, essentially. And listen, you got the poor man's Super version. Idiots. You got the uh, respect. You got the poor man's version of AJ Brown and Traylon Burks, and that's a lot of praise for me giving Traylon Burks. Let's be honest, because AJ Brown is a stud. Now Traylon Burks needs to be that dual threat type of guy that you hit him you hit him with a um 
a, a screen, he can be elusive to to make something happen and, and gain some yards out of that. He needs to be that guy that takes slants over the middle and gets yards after the catch. He needs to be that guy that can take over the top of the defenses. Traylon Burks needs to be an all-around beast for the Titans if they want to have success on that side of the ball. Regardless of that fact, I do have my worries about the offensive line in Tannehill, who really was just a shell of himself, shown the previous two seasons. I think that 9-8 and eight is a fair record. That is what I have them at also. I do believe that they do finish in second. But would I be shocked, Like, and I hate to do this because I, I'm really one of those guys that likes to be one way or the other. It would not shock me if the Tennessee Titans exceeded more than nine wins. It really wouldn't be because Mike Vrabel is, is just that great of a head coach to me that him being the number one seed last season, there's nothing you can overlook with Mike Vrabel. I have thought you, you were going to go the opposite way. I thought you were going to say... It wouldn't shock me if the Titans finished with Six wins. seven wins. No, have you looked I, at their I, schedule recently? No, it's a tough schedule. It's ba- I'm looking at it now. They have to go up to a hot start. No, I because agree. Because week seven through <clears throat> 13, they have an Indy at Houston, okay, but then KC, Denver, Green Bay, Cincy, Philly. It's a tough schedule, that no is doubt. A, that's you look a at the gauntlet. Titans, one of the worst offensive lines. Absolutely. One of the worst receiving rooms in football. Debatable. On average court. Ah, on, it's on, probably like bottom it's 10. one of yeah. the worst. Like okay, 10. fair. Yeah, I'm with you. 10. I'm with you. You have an average quarterback. You have a good defensive line, average linebackers, bad secondary. But they have good safeties. I mean, yes, their their corners are which is the most essential part is. Their but corners have upside. They, they need, yeah, their corners do. They do. Christian Fulton, I think he can become a, a damn good corner. Their safeties are great. And Caleb Farley yeah. too. So if they do take leaps, then yeah, I I, I can be totally wrong on them. But mm-hmm. there's just a lot of mediocrity in the with the Titans. Like for me, I wouldn't be shocked that this is a very down year for them. Like last, I'm sorry to go good. Because uh, I thought you were going to go the way of saying they're going to have a down year because that's where I'm trending. All right, to. nice. I, I, you know, shout out to Mike Rabel. But it's just too many, like like Joel says, too many holes on this team. I get it. The wide receiving court, we don't know. It's a mystery. Traylon Burks, like we said, rookie. Robert Woods, he's good, but I feel like he's only a number two. Then you got the offensive line. It's going to struggle. The defensive line, it's good, like you said, but it's not great. Like, there's no greatness. Like, outside of Derrick Henry, I don't see much that this team – this team can do the cornerbacks they are young they're inexperienced we don't know what they're going to do outside of Kevin Bird or Bayard I don't know how to say his last name Mm -hmm. this secondary is really really weak this team just has too many weaknesses on the offensive end and the defensive end I did just look up their schedule I see six seven wins it's bad like it like they're gonna maybe they can like you said Mike Vrabel can get them to steal about two or three of them but realistically looking at their team right now and projecting today I see six winnable games there's a lot of tough games Chiefs Bengals, six winnable games is no. No, when I went through the schedule the first time, I I just I just went like win loss win loss. I'm with six wins. Yeah, but it's hard because they can go zero and three the first three weeks. It's difficult because last because last year you look at the Titans and you say you guys are mid Giants. Last year you look at the Titans and you're like, wow, they have a lot of tough games and people were counting on a regression there. And then you look at the Titans, they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Rams. They beat the Bills. That shows what, how they, good they Vabril is. They beat a lot of damn good He's teams. He's going to elevate you. Would I how be long surprised, is that going to last? Would I be surprised so. if Tennessee beat well, Green I Bay? I, think I this wouldn't year's be. the year. Look, that team sucks. It's I just would, Henry's age. Like That's Henry's age. Issue. Tannehill Henry's keeps age. getting older. They don't have a reliable number one. Green, Green Bay is one of have those... A, like, Green Bay is one of those teams that I'm sure you're looking at and you think that they're going to lose that no, game. No, we're not because Aaron Rodgers is a different type of demon. No, but I'm saying you think that they should lose to Green Bay. That's what I'm saying. Tennessee should lose the game. But... We have to see first them lock up that they're, that rush defense. They're in Green Bay, though. It's going to be a tough game. That's a tough game to win in in Aaron House. 
I mean, listen, we've seen worse teams go in there and win. Regular season, Aaron Rodgers like a week. Yeah, nah, he's gonna come crazy. But it's not crazy because one, first we need to see them lock up their rush defense. We think that their defense is gonna be great, one of the best defenses in the league. Correct. I think they're gonna have an elite defense. But let's say uh, they definitely will. But what they needed to fix more than anything was their rush defense. And they have arguably the best running back in football and Derrick Henry going against them. He's shown against the Bills that he can take over a game and be the only offense that you need to win that game. Who's also an injury risk. So you don't even now, know if he's gonna, I guess you, you know can he's say that. Be there but he the, came back from the injury. He didn't look great. The Titans, I would Henry. say... He can go down it's over. The Titans are one of those teams... They're they are a hard evaluation. Evaluation. They are. It's not they are. an easy team to evaluate and project. It's a hard evaluation. Because on paper, the roster is not special, and the teams they play are special. So it makes you think like this is a six seven win team. But you bring Vrabel and actual like football shit that he's just great at that we're not looking at. He gives you a couple extra. The number one thing that I'm looking at that is the issue is the offensive line. If this offensive line was solid, then I would have a lot more faith in Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. But if it really needs to, well, I guess these two guys can be those slant you know, crossers across the field, make things happen. Our defensive line is going to put a lot of, got to have to put a lot of pressure on offenses they, this year. They, I like this defensive line. I mean, it should be fine. You, you have uh, Simmons, who is one of the best Simmons interior linemen in the league. Um, um, they're gonna. They're good. I'm sorry. You know, I'm blanking good. on his name. Harold Landry. Uh, but Bud Dupree was not great. Yes, Harold Landry. Absolutely. Bud Dupree was not great last season, but he's still one of those guys that you have to respect his game. Danico Autry. Like they have guys that you can trust on the defensive line. It's when you go to the secondary corner specifically because their safeties are great. That's where you have issues. But they, like you mentioned already, they do have upside. This team, like you said, look, I'm, I'm really you. You guys are making some great points. They are a tough team to evaluate because. On paper, it's tough, but Mike Vrabel is not one of those guys that you overlook. It's uh, impossible. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I have them going 5-12. and 12. It's actually pretty hilarious. Now, the Jaguars are a dif- dysfunctional franchise. We know this. This isn't news to anybody. But this stat just showcases how dysfunctional they really are. It's a shame. Since 2012, the Jaguars have spent $1.64 billion in free agency, no team since then has lost more games. They have been the That's biggest insane. spender, and they have lost the most. And it's because they don't spend big on players that are actual game changers. Well, who wants to go to Jacksonville? We've seen them. They spent big this past offseason on Christian Kirk. Good, not great. Aluokan, average. Brennan Scherf, good, but gets injured. He's injury prone. He's injury risk. Evan Ingram, a bust in, with New York, with the Giants. Yeah. He made a Pro Bowl, but bust. it should have been Robert Tunyon. Eli, Eli, oh, that too. Facts. And, I forgot about and that. And Foley Fadakazi, who was a good run defender, but that's he's he, he's not a every down lineman. The Jaguars, to me, I think they're a five-win team because I do believe in Trevor Lawrence. Fair enough. I think Trevor Lawrence, this is an amazing stat by him. <laughs> On first half first downs, he's ninth in EPA, second in success rate, six in yards per attempt, and six in completion percentage. He's one of the worst quarterbacks statistically on second down. On third down, he was good too, but 11 of his 17 interceptions came on second down. But Trevor Lawrence, knowing that the coaching last year was horrible, and now you have Doug Peterson who has at least an average coach and a a really great offensive, offensive mind, I think... Trevor Lawrence's first down, first half stats can translate into the entire game. And Trevor, I think, takes a, a pretty significant leap this year. How do, you, how do you feel about the rookie they drafted? 
Trayvon Walker. Yeah, I'm sorry, Trayvon Walker. I think he's good. I think he's raw. Yes. I'm I'm excited for the Jags. I have them with five wins as well, but I think compared to the Texans, who we're talking about a bit. If I'm a Jaguars fan, I'm excited this year. You have Trevor Lawrence and Etienne coming back. Etienne has looked great in camp up to this report. James Robinson's also expected to be ready for week one. That's a really quick recovery for a torn Achilles as well. And you look at the weapons they brought in with Christian Kirk, with Evan Ingram. They're not... We'll see. They're not these names that are going to be number one guys, right? But you you have weapons... Yeah, LaVisca hasn't done much up to this I point, agree, unfortunately. Though. Having these weapons around Trevor, this isn't a bad offense, right? He has guys around here in the grand scheme of the NFL. It's still probably bottom 10 weapons room. But if we're expecting Trevor Lawrence to be what he is, he should make these guys better. He should get Christian Kirk to 1,000 yards. Evan Ingram should have a cute year. ETN should be top five in catches for running backs, right? So there's a lot of good things if you're a Jaguars fan that's going on right now. As long as Trev looks good, him and Doug Peterson get along, that's the biggest win of the year. The, the wins and loss record, it really doesn't matter to me because this is a young team. This is a team that's not ready to compete yet. And, you know, Doug Peterson is getting his footing back in the NFL after sitting out last season. I'm excited for the Jags to see what Trevor Lawrence is actually capable of doing without terribleness, that's not a word, but awfulness at head coach with Urban Meyer before. Defense is young, definitely needs some work too, but if I'm a Jaguars fan, man, I, I think things I, looking up. I think it does matter because when you spend big in free agency, the first year doesn't come back to bite you, but the second it does. Well, that's also, what's happened with the Patriots. Also, that $1.6 it's a fake number. They didn't pay $1.6 They gave out that in contracts. Yeah, but still. They probably they paid out, out like $400 million, to be honest. What I'm saying, though, is that the Jaguars next year, um, they're not going to have as much cap to play with because they spent big on average. And when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, what allows what you to like. be significantly better is because you can You're spend bigger on free facts. But now, like, tra- like, they have to hit on draft picks more than they usually do. Yeah. They're not even, they don't even hit on draft picks anyway. Damn. What's their salary cap table? It's not good. And, uh, they Right now, they're... 10 million over. What about for next 23, year? For 23, I'm saying. Yeah, 10 million over. 20, they, could, they could fix that though, right? I would say they could they could get rid they could make shit happen. They could they could yeah, they could, you know, release some players on cap. I know you briefly mentioned Doug Peterson. I maybe I missed it with you, but a, a very huge part of this offseason was Doug Peterson coming in. Yeah. Doug Peterson's going to do a great job in aiding Trevor Lawrence's development. You mentioned it. Urban Meyer came in, and that's who Trevor Lawrence had to deal with his rookie season. I couldn't think of a worse situation to come into if I'm Trevor Lawrence. Now I have a guy who actually knows what he's talking about, a guy that I can actually put my faith in that he knows what he's doing. He's going to put me in situations to be successful. What I want to see from Trevor Lawrence is him – slowing down his game, and making the smart decisions. There were some times you saw where he was scrambling outside the pocket a little bit too soon where he has a solid offensive line. He needs to trust his guys up front, not try and be Superman. I feel like now with Travis Etienne and his relationship with him going back to his Clemson days, I think Etienne, like you mentioned, is going to be amongst the league leaders in running backs in catches. He should be at least, especially with his skill set. He's a baby Alvin Kamara. Of course, Alvin Kamara is a rare breed, but if there's anyone that comes to mind, it has to be Travis Etienne. He's looked very good in in preseason. He's looked very good in camp, super explosive. And Trevor Lawrence needs to rely on him. Make the smart decision. Don't just think, oh, man, these guys aren't going to respect me if I'm not slinging the ball uh, 10, 15, 20, 20 20-plus yards. No, make the smart play. Do what does do what best moves the football, moves the chain for you guys. And ETN should be one of those guys that he relies on, and both of them have success this season. With that being said, I still can't look at this team in its entirety and expect it to win ball games. 
I do have them only winning four games. I just think that they are a year or two away from really being where they need to be. Trayvon Walker is going to be a solid piece. He's going to be in contention for Defensive Rookie of the Year, absolutely. But I just struggle to see this team in its entirety and think that it's going to be great. Offensively, you mentioned it. Christian Kirk was an addition. You bring in Zay Jones also, Evan Ingram. These just aren't guys that move the needle immensely for you. It they moves don't. the needle for Trevor Lawrence, absolutely. But it makes his life easier. No doubt. And, of course, you have Marvin Jones, who's a vet in the locker room there, and that's a reliable option. But regardless of that fact, I do worry about the talent as a whole for the Jaguars, and I yeah. do only they have them a, If they could four. get a wide receiver one next off, they can make some money move around, I'm sure. If they can acquire a real wide receiver one, the offense looks a lot better with Kirk and Zay Jones, your two and three. I need a tight end upgrade, but ETN as well. Like, Kirk the shows that a he could be a solid number two option. Looking Zay at, Jones at three is not Looking at the not, Jaguars not cap table for 2023, all these players that have huge cap hits have even higher dead cap hits. <laughs> yeah. So they can't, can't cut them. The only players they can release would be Shaquille Griffin. Bye. He would have one year left after next year. Yeah, and they would they would save thirteen million, which now puts them three million in cap space. And they can release Rayshon Jenkins, which would save six million, and Roy Robertson Harris, which would save eight million. So they could free up about like fourteen. They could free up like about sixteen to twenty million in cap space with like cuts. I believe but, you have to pay Josh Allen too, soon though. Yeah, like um, a bulk of their players though uh, are under contract and they can't be released, or else they'll suffer a dead cap hit. Oh, uh, for me personally, I have been finishing at the bottom of the division. But like jo- like Dell said, I'm not really looking for that. I'm just looking to see Trevor Lawrence improve. When you have a team like this, you get a rookie quarterback. You just want to see improvements. You bring in the little guys that can help improve his game, and then you bring in the coach. Now, Peterson and Lawrence, you want them to work. You want them to connect. You want them to build that chemistry and get better. LaVisca Chanel, I'm not really too high on him. I still think they need to find another guy. Christian Kirk is a a fine number two, but Evan Ingram, like you said, bust. The defense, it it looks cool. It looks good on paper, but I don't think they're going to perform that highly. They have a couple good players, but nothing crazy. So they will finish at the bottom of the division, the bottom of the AFC. But that's not really what I want to see. Like I said, just Trevor Lawrence improving. He's one of those highly toted rookies that came in last season. So you want to see him continuously get better on the field. And I think they have the running back group for that. I think they have the type of receivers that can help him get better in the little stuff, in the middle, in between. The short routes, like, just help him get better little by little at his game. And now you have Doug Peterson that can implement an offense that makes Trevor Lawrence better. So that's all the stuff I want to see. But they will finish at the bottom of the AFC in general. To he, be he's looked great in the preseason, uh, Trevor Lawrence, that is. He's throwing yeah. some dots. The last team for me, Texans 3-14. and 14. Their rate of scoring drives, of scoring on a drive, was the lowest in the NFL since 2018. They have the fifth most difficult schedule and really, I'm not high on the Texans at all. I think that they're trending in the right direction. I think the defense is going to be improved. Derek Stingley, Jalen Petre, the safety out of Baylor, yep. I think they're going to be stars. I think they're going to be cornerstones on that Texans defense. The Love offensive it. line isn't as horrible as it was in the Deshaun Watson days. But Davis Mills, I know he had an okay rookie season, but I'm really not high on his future like going forward I think Davis Mills is okay but one thing is for sure is that the Texans can't babysit Davis Mills this year they they have to put him in tough situations and I'm not saying that like put him in in, in positions to fail but if you need to if you have a third and long play don't give it to the fucking half pack on a draw let him let him throw that pass so I want to see them 
make Davis Mills be more aggressive. Fair enough. Because they need to find out if Davis Mills can be their quarterback. I agree. Because they'll be bad enough to the point that in the draft, they can pick a Stroud. They can pick a Bryce Young. They can pick one of these top guys. So you have to see what you have in Davis Mills. And when not using play action, 77% of his his passes were 10 yards or shorter. When using play action, 65% of his passes were 10 yards or shorter. So he's a check down artist. Anybody high on Mechie? Uh, he's out. He's out. He has, yeah, he, he has, has cancer, no, just, actually. Oh, in general. Yeah, no, no, but he's coming back. He could come back. He can come back. Yeah, but he'll be, he should be good. My, my only thing when it happen. comes to the checkdowns is they don't have the weapons to really be aggressive and be pushing the ball downfield. Brandon Cooks, absolutely, he's been the epitome of consistency. His I'm, excited famer. For, I'm excited for Nico Collins. Hold on, what? I'm you excited took for the, Nico you Collins. You son of a bitch. Oh, sorry. Took the words right <laughs> out of my mouth. Nico Collins. Brandon Cooks. Yeah. There you go. Good take. He's, I don't know if you're making he's fun trolling. of me. He's trolling. Yeah. He's definitely trolling. I mean, listen, he's Stop. been a mild consistency. Stop. Don't talk. You don't even know about Brandon Cooks. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, that being said, <laughs> um, you look at me. Why are you just lying? I'm like sorry, that? bro. That was rude of me. It's okay. Uh, Nico Collins is actually one of those guys that I am excited for. I want to see him take a step along as well as Davis Mills. I'm more excited for Brevin Jordan, personally. See, very good take, too. Damian I mean, Pierce. Brevin, can you guys let me talk? Sorry, my Jesus. Bad. I thought we were just saying names. My bad. Jesus. My bad. My bad. Go the ahead. Damian Pierce hype train is real. He just, he just, that's, you got these two. <laughs> all right. Now, Damian Pierce, the hype train is legit. He finally got named as the RB1. He is a beast, a, a definitely a workhorse running back. He has the capabilities to be. A, a true running back one in this league. named RB1? I think they did list name him uh, RB1 in the, in the yesterday, correct. I know Lovey Smith came out and, and they, didn't announce they, it. They cut Marlon Mack. That was, a, yeah. that was more than yesterday. That was a couple days yes. Ago, yeah. um, but I think this offense is going to be okay. I think that Davis Mills will do enough, though, to give him another year. But I just need to see mm. Nico Collins take a step. If hey, Listen, if they have the opportunity to see CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, yes, you don't, you don't think twice. Not if Davis Mills is... Good, like great this year. No, if he's if he's great this year, of course you you use that pick. If he's great to, this year, you probably don't have a top five pick. Yeah, no, that's no, not I think true. He can still if be great. They can be bad. Wait, I mean, even, Deshaun Watson was that's one true. of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the league. But even if he's games. great, you you take the whiff and you don't take Bryce's CJ. Now, nah, if he's great, yes, you you have your franchise guy. You honest, fill out the he's roster. Great, I trade Davis Mills. I take CJ or Bryce. Okay, yeah, I don't mind that either. That's what I do. I don't mind that. I think you still got to take Bryce. They're just such better prospects. It's night and day. I'm excited for the weapons room in Houston. Mills. I'm not a big Davis Mills fan. I know you think he could be a franchise quarterback. I don't see it. Who is playing my feet, bro? Riv, why are you playing with my feet? I'm sorry. Uh, I was laughing at the take. Not, not playing with your feet. You were tweeted playing that. with my feet. I tweeted that. Be a at Andrew, five What's A's on Twitter. You? Listen, I just, just saying some wild shit. You that's, that's not, what have I been you've saying? You've been in wild. on a lot of guys lately. You, yeah, you've been, you've been real deep in with men. Like, Facts. Davis Mills, you've been big Justin Fields. Damon Pierce now, that's your big agenda. Not, no, I Damon mean, Pierce, Damon Pierce been, there's, there's, yeah. there's agendas. All right? There's agendas. What's with the Davis Mills? Davis Mills, I just like to listen. Last year, he definitely overachieved. Definitely. Uh, I, I think he overachieved, crazy. and the fact that what's overlooked is that he filled the shoes of Deshaun Watson <laughs> and played well for, for what hit the expectations were. So what do you think the ceiling is, like top 15 uh, franchise? Super, Probably like in that 15 to 20 range. Okay, okay. Right? Just, There's just franchise want, quarterbacks that are in that 15. Yeah. I just want to make sure we get a, I get a gauge. Where you, I know what I'm saying. I'm excited for the weapons. You mentioned them, Nico Collins, the young guys. We know what Cooks is. Nico yeah. Collins, Damian Pierce, see where they could be. Our boy DJ, you know, the ex-Jets reporter, said Damian Pierce looks electric, the clear 
running back one in that room. Um, it, Lovey Smith is just him being old school and not wanting to name the rookie right away. But I think week one, you'll see Pierce be the clear number one. The only other real option they have behind him is Rex Burkhead. Marlon Mack did resign with the practice squad, but if you're on the practice squad, you're not going to be that involved week to week basis. So Houston, you know, th- their draft was interesting. I think you got uh, Derek Singley at three, who's kind of a boom bust prospect. You, I know you're really high on him. Um, I'm not exactly sure what he's been doing during camp, oh, honestly. Derek Stingley? Been, Derek Stingley. Really oh, no, he's he's going to be a star. Yeah. Um, they drafted Kenyon Green as well, who could play four positions on the offensive line. Jalen Petrie you mentioned huge. as well. Uh, John Mechie, unfortunately, does have uh, leukemia. He was dealing with the ACL injury as well, so I don't know if he was going to play this year regardless. But next That's season, tough. potentially stepping into a wide receiver. Are they giving him, like, money compensation for that or not? I'm sure he does, yeah. Um, and then Damian Pierce, as we mentioned, round four. So their draft is shaken out to look really good as long as these guys sit. You know, it's been training camp in the preseason, so obviously nothing really has happened yet. But, you know, the young guys I'm excited for, I got them going 4-12, uh, and 4-13, and 13, last in the division. So for the AFC South, the Colts at 11-6, and six, the Titans at 9-8, and eight, the Jaguars at 5-12, and 12, and the Texans at 3-14. and 14. I got the Colts in first, 10-7, Titans in second, 9-8. Third, the Jaguars five and twelve. Fourth, the Texans four and thirteen. I do have the Indianapolis Colts finishing first with an eleven and six record. I have the Tennessee Titans coming in second with a nine and eight record. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing with a four and thirteen record in last place. Houston Texans with three and fourteen. And I do have the Colts finishing first in the division. I have the Titans finishing second. I have the Jags being right behind him at three, and then I have the Texans finishing last. And now on to the last segments of the podcast. Do it, man. The 49ers <coughs> agreed to a restructured one-year contract that is worth $6.5 million and is a fully guaranteed base salary to Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, playtime bonuses could increase Jimmy G's earnings to $16 million. And th- this was good for the Niners and Jimmy G, right? You know, the Niners have a the, the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Sure, literally. And Jimmy Garoppolo, had he not accepted this, would have been cut. He only had two million in guaranteed money anyway, and now he gets six million guaranteed, which is probably what he was going to get in open market. Now, what do you think this means for Trey Lance, Joe? I know uh, you don't think it means much. I've been excited for this topic for days, ever since the news really broke. Um, you guys want to play a game with me, yeah. dude? You want to play a game? Hell yeah! Like my favorite thing to do, we talk about on the Patreon. I wanted to be a GM, right? Like that was my life goal. Like I would love to be a GM one day. That'd be tough. So when I was doing my notes for the show, I was thinking, all right. Let me put myself in John Lynch's shoes, right? Go through all of the situations that happened up to it and, like, what decision would I come through to Jimmy G? So just to set up the scene real quick, um, you know, you had last season, which was a success, right? You go to the NFC Championship game. This is the second time in three years you make it this far. Jimmy G's your guy. The Niners look great. wasn't because of Jimmy G. Let's get that out of the way right away, right? Uh, they had three games in the playoffs. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns. There was only one game he threw for more than 200 yards. There was only one game he even threw for a passing touchdown. So this was not because of Jimmy G. This was in spite of Jimmy G. And regardless, he made the MC Championship game. So people are going to talk about him and how much he wins and all of that. Um, but now in the offseason. No, he's right. Where's the game? What? You said we're playing a game. This is the, I'm setting up the scene. Oh, okay. I'm setting up the scene. This is, this is the guy, right? This is our guy no, yeah, right now. I was now. waiting for we, so long. I was going to say, I'm setting up the scene. We're going to get into it. <laughs> um, so now it's the offseason, right? You're John okay. Lynch. You're starting or you're expecting to start Lynch. You haven't said anything yet. But now your guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. He needs shoulder surgery. Your season ended in January. For whatever reason, he waited till March to get the surgery. Idiot. So it's kind of weird. He's not going to be ready for training camp. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be able, if you want to do any new offensive installs or anything like that, it's going to be hard to train him because he's not ready in, in you know, uh, mini camp or training camp. So it's hard for teams 
to want to trade for him because you can't have your starting quarterback on the field, yeah. right? So that's difficult. And then later on in the offseason, your head coach, who you love dearly, Shanahan, he's the guy, you know, no matter what, Lance is our starter, he's the guy. Bet. We know we're going forward with Lance. He made that very clear before training camp even even started. Lance has taken Didn't every say, snap like, Jimmy with the ones. Jimmy never playing a snap, snap for the Niners ever again? Uh, I'm not they sure. They something around that him, line. They did ask him, why is Jimmy G listed on the depth chart? He said, because we have to. So that was interesting. It was like third or fourth. Um, but now Lance has taken every snap with the ones in the camp in the preseason, right? So you have all this information here, and now you're the GM. So which cho- we have three choices here, fellas. I would like to know which ones you guys would go with. for this, man. Um, you have three choices. The first choice is to trade him. At any time during this, you could. But remember, he had shoulder surgery. He cannot play. He's not going to be on the field. He is rehabbing. If you have a new coach, new offense, you can't do any new plays. If you do want to trade for him, there's one trade partner. It's your division rival. It's the Seahawks. You play week two, by the way. You have to see Jimmy G twice this year. A huge upgrade over Drew Locke or Geno Smith. So you could trade him. Movable contract. Not a lot of guaranteed money. You could also release him. You save $25 million in cap space if you do this. But he'll probably go to those division rival Seattle Seahawks. Don't know if I want to do that. Your third option, you could restructure the deal, right? Okay, let's think about this real quick. His base salary was $24 million before the restructure. Goes down to $6 million. That's the same as Teddy he didn't Bridgewater. Have guaranteed money anyway, though. It, $2 million, yeah. $2 million guaranteed. He just had $2 million guaranteed. Uh, he's making the same as Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum, and Tyrod Taylor. You're paying him as a backup. He gets to stay on the team. He gets to be a veteran presence. And your starting quarterback, Trey Lance, said, this is the best-case scenario, man. He helped me out a ton last year. He's going to help me out a ton this year. So, you guys are in the GM chair. Which would you do? Trade him, release him, restructure, and Can have me the best backup quarterback. I one question to the game. Yes. Well, are they going to trade me like a first-round pick or a second-round pick? You were getting a fifth, maybe. Oh, no. Fuck it. Uh, so, I'll restructure. Yeah, I'm restructuring. He'll stay on the team. Me, personally. You restructure. However, I told you this already. I'm a believer in Trey Lance and him being really good. But the fact that they decided to keep Jimmy G... And pay money for the highest paid backup in the league. And six million. Regardless, you're still the highest paid backup in the Tyrod league. Tyrod Taylor's six and a half. Case Keenum's six million. Tyrod's five and a half. What's his salary for the next season? For this upcoming it's one season? Year deal. For this season? Who or is, is that next season? No, because no, it's six million guaranteed. Just this year. Garoppolo is not signed in Wait, 23. Wait, does Tyrod have six million guaranteed? Uh, or is that just the. I think that's con- just. But he's going to be on the team the whole year. He's going to get six million. No, because there could be playtime. I incentives. guess there could be some incentives. I have their, I have their his base salary at six. I, I could be off. All right. I just think that <sighs> with that being said, it just leaves very minimal room for for error if you're Trey Lance, especially if Garoppolo. Okay, I just on, add on one thing. This is a Super Bowl contending team. If you don't have Jimmy G, your backup is Nate Sudfield. Thirty-seven career NFL passes. So, so if Trey Lance goes down to injury, you're this fucked. Because Garoppolo was <laughs> definitely banged up. Towards the back end of the last season, and they said Trey Lance, no. Well, Garoppolo was healthy enough to start. Yeah, but I mean, did he look good when he did that? No, they still won with him not looking good. I mean, that's a testament to the Niners more so than Jimmy G. Agreed. Agreed. Now, but if you, Lance was like that, maybe they would have given him a shot. One of the points you brought up were do I want to trade him to my division rival? Trade him there. We'll kick their ass anyway. I, I they agree. suck. I agree. The Seahawks suck. And Jimmy Garoppolo with Jimmy G, with no Jimmy G, they're still going to lose a, a shit ton of games. It doesn't matter for me. It does nothing for me. The fact that this includes a no-trade clause and a no-tag clause, or no-trade clause specifically, is, I, is an eye-opener. I understand why they'd keep Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, they're 8-28 and 28 
when a quarterback not named Jimmy G starts for Kyle Shanahan. They're 35-16 and 16 with him. The reason why I don't like this is because, well, Shanahan and John Lynch knew about Jimmy G's surgery in May and August, and all along they've been saying he's basically going to get, he's not going to be on the team. In May, Shanahan said, I expect that sometime most likely he'll be traded, but who knows? In July, had an awesome run with Jimmy. It was great. But when you bring in the salary cap and things like that, there's just so many tough decisions you have to make. We made that decision a year ago. So they said this decision was made that Jimmy G was gone a year ago. Then in late July, Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy will be in a good spot, most likely somewhere else. All of these signs are pointing to Jimmy G not being on the team. Jimmy Garoppolo in July. The 49ers are not dumb. I think they knew teams wouldn't want to be interested in Jimmy G because he couldn't practice. But Jimmy Garoppolo in July, when he was cleared to practice, didn't practice for the Niners, didn't attend meetings. I should tell you what thing about it, Trey Lance. It wasn't even, they didn't even really embrace him into the team even when he was cleared. Then in August, he was placed fourth on the depth chart. Well, he was in late July, he's also placed fourth on the depth chart. You already said it. Shanahan said he's only on there because he needs to be. He was already gone. Then in August 9th, that's, he said that August 9th. Kyle Shanahan all along have said Trey Lance is the only guy, and Jimmy G was most likely getting traded. So in my head, what changed? Was it because Jimmy Garopp, was it because they all of a sudden came to a realization that they couldn't trade Jimmy Garoppolo? I feel like they've known that for months. The, the trade market has been like that for months. It wasn't going to change from that point could, if to injured. this point. Now, they're bringing Jimmy Garoppolo in. And is having a backup quarterback good? Yes, it is. With the guys you named, Tyrod Taylor, what has he done in his career? He's been good. He's done nothing. Good. What Jesus is, Christ. What is Case Keenum? Like, when he was a starter in Buffalo, he was good. He, he was, was all right. What has Case Keenum done? Playoff play win Case when Keenum. Does that mean anything? Playoff win Case Keenum. He did uh, years ago with Minnesota. We know he's a he's backup. He's ass now. Are these guys not some of the best backups in the league? What I'm okay, saying what is that mean, which, you're, not, you're not getting what I'm saying. He's a backup. Jimmy Garoppolo, with this current team, made a Super Bowl and made an NFC championship. This, Second run was not because of him. This, Hell no. The first one wasn't either. This feels a lot like the Eagles with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Except the difference the is that Eagles Nick, made Nick the wrong Foles, move. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it was both the wrong move. They were both the wrong move. But what did the Eagles do to reassure their young quarterback? Extension, Foles, you're out. Foles was, they a, did it. Foles was a free Wait, What agent. do you mean both were the wrong move? They didn't extend him, though. They didn't want to bring him back. Can I ask you, what was both You would have to pay him multiple years. This was a one-year deal for Jimmy G. He's gone after this year. But what I'm saying is that they ultimately, after that Super Bowl run, they gave the Carson Wentz the reassurance that you're our guy. They actually think they might have paid him that year. They they paid, they paid Carson Wentz right after the Super Bowl win. Yeah, facts. Right after. Well, Lance isn't eligible for a contract. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, they paid the guy that didn't win you a Super Bowl because they trust in their young quarterback. They trust that you're going to be the guy going forward. If the 49ers had so much belief in Trey Lance, and I mean 
There's no doubt he's going to be a superstar. Like, they see it. It's vivid. It's apparent. Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. The reason why, yes, injuries do play a part. The 49ers could be thinking, if Trey Lance gets injured, we have Jimmy G. But you know what I think they're actually thinking? Well, in training camp, Trey Lance has been up and down this entire summer. He's been inconsistent. In preseason, the game versus the Packers, I know he didn't throw many passes, but he did miss some routine throws, and versus the Texans, pressure was getting home, so he wasn't going to look good regardless. I think the Niners are looking at this like, man, if Trey Lance goes on a four-game slump, Jimmy Garoppolo could step in. It's true. And He's not. now having Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster now opens the door for that well, What does that do for your young quarterback, not, though? No, but it's not great for his mentality. It, exactly. And now if you are constantly like if you're looking Lance, dude, over you're happy my about shoulder. This, keep it a stack. That shit knocks your confidence. Um, to the media, you say, oh, this is great. Inside, I'm like, all right, like, you trade three first. You trade three first for him? Okay, that you has nothing to do three. with anything. No, 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 that let, means let me a ask you, lot. Let me ask you this. If, if Trey Lance is a third round draft Dude, pick, but, this isn't a conversation. Absolutely no one is saying that Trey Lance doesn't have supporting of the franchise. Okay. But we're saying is if Trey Lance sucks, you're telling me that you don't even think a little bit that Jimmy G is going to come in and play? He would have to be really bad. Okay, but that's what exactly what three, I'm saying. What if he throws three picks in a oh, game? In one game, you start him the next week. What to. if he throws two picks the next game? You start, start him. him. Yeah, he if would he have was, to suck for like five, you, six let games. Let me ask you, if he start, if the Niners go out and start the season two and four, does Garoppolo play? No. But that that's the thing. This I'm going to ask you. Bro, they have a championship roster. You can't fuck. You can't miss. And then what do you do? You play Jimmy G, then what? Okay, we you, know what Jimmy get, G is. You have a he chance to go to the NFC awful Chip. awful in the playoffs. And they he went to the dog, NFC Chip. Let me, let me, Joe, you played a, you played a, a game. It's more of a safety what, thing. Joe, you played a game. Lance, let me now play a game. that bad that Jimmy no, G wasn't in the playoffs? I don't think so. Listen, I think, they still won. I'm, listen, I believe in Lance. I don't think that that opportunity will come. My point is, I'm living in a hypothetical right now. Let's say he goes and starts the season two and four. The team realizes, and man, he's not playing well. We are not in a position where we thought we would be last season with a a worse quarterback. We made it to the NFC Championship game. Garoppolo has been the epitome of safe. Do we want to go and put Jimmy Garoppolo out there where we know our floor is a playoff team? If you want to hurt his development, but that's why this is a concern because you already have. If I'm Lance, I have that idea that you man. Think Shanahan is thinking that as smart as he is, though. That has nothing to do with what I mean, though. My whole to, my whole point is Trey Lance still understands that I have this guy in my my the back of my mind because ultimately, if I if I mess up in any degree, he's right there to come in and take my let, spot. Let me ask you. Let's play a game, Joel, because you know you want to play a fucking game. Is Josh Allen looking over his shoulder with Case Keenum? Nope. Is Tua looking over his shoulder with Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, probably not, but more than Josh Allen. Okay. Do you think yeah, <laughs> do you think that two is looking over his shoulder more with Teddy than Trey Lance is with Jimmy G? No. Say that again? I get do exactly what he's saying. Looking, oh, okay. Yes, that's an uh, easy no, question. No, no, no. Because Jimmy G has gone to the Super Bowl. He's gone to That's NFC what I'm shit. saying. That's the, the, the backup concern. quarterbacks you're naming, the starters aren't looking over their shoulders. Well, yeah, Jimmy G is the best backup in the league. Trey Lance, he has to prove himself week to week. And it's it's different from like another situation that a young quarterback would be in because that of course you have to prove yourself week to week. But Trey Lance is now operating under the assumption that I have to prove myself week to week or I can be replaced. And you know why they included no trade clause, right? 
so Jimmy G can choose if they want to trade him. What if they they could trade him any time up in the season? And Jimmy now he has, has a much more Jimmy, Jimmy has to agree to whatever destination. He, he does, and if he could go somewhere, quarterback gets hurt, he could go start. He'll probably agree. Yeah, but he has leverage. So the Niners. And let me let me ask you this, deal. huh? It's so deal, yeah, right? he signed through this year. It's not a multi-year deal. He signed through this year. Deal. The Niners. I understand what you guys are saying, right? Jim Lance is looking over his shoulder because Jimmy G has had success with this with this team, is, regardless of his play. But from a front office perspective, what the 49ers are thinking, this makes the most sense. They could have also cut Jimmy G, saved $24 million, and possibly explored the trade market further down the line in the season to acquire a big-time player. They thought they'd be able to trade him. Why cut him when you think you get a fourth-round pick? Because you could save $24 fucking million. Dollars. But you also thought that maybe he'd be farther away in his rehab process something to trade him to get a pick instead of cutting now, him out. Saving, let me ask you G was too good to just cut. That's saving $24 million, though, I don't like, that's a big time I don't like thing. this move because Trey Lance now looks over his shoulder. Correct. I don't believe the Niners put their young quarterback in an uncomfortable position if he has been... Lights Lock fucking up. out. Correct. If he's been Justin Fields, if, if, if Justin, if he, if Trey Lance has been Justin Fields, they cut Jimmy Garoppolo. What the? F- what? You're saying that <laughs> off a like a preseason game? That's what he said. And training camp. Justin Fields has been. Camp. He's really, been really good in camp. He's been, right. he's been great. No, it's been no, no, I get what Fields had a yes, couple of good yes. preseason games. He has not been like three touchdowns in training camp. He has not been. He's had good days. So when he's it, had when bad it matters, days, he's been just really like good. Trey Lance. The, has, the preseason doesn't matter. No, the I'm not saying that. But, if, not, but it's, you can't say it matters. He's a Jordan Love fan. I'm not surprised. A quarterback, a quarterback, a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's led a team to the Super Bowl and an NFC Championship. Obviously, he wasn't the main part of that. That was rude. But let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. What's up? You don't think Jimmy Garoppolo? As a competitor, he also decided to sign back with San Fran. He did. He didn't have to. He could have gotten released and signed with whatever team he wanted. Why do you think he signed back with San Fran? Maybe he's thinking, I could take this fucking guy's job. That that's and also, what he's thinking. He gets six million to be a backup. That, what, maybe he's thinking, you know what? I don't really fully believe this guy can really play. You don't think Jimmy Garoppolo in the back of his mind is like, you know what? I think maybe throughout the season. I'm going to play. He's got to worry about that, his damn But that and also at the same time, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm thinking, man, we can go out there and win a damn championship. Trey Lance is going to get every opportunity to be the starter, Absolutely. to be the franchise. Absolutely. Like, There's you, no doubt. Like you guys, would, Trey Lance would have to be bad for a month and a half. I, that's what I said. And, uh, and That's not going to happen. I, I'm I just said confused. that. Hold on. I'm just confused because Justin Fields last year, you were his biggest hater. It's true. On the show, you were his, his biggest, biggest hater. hater. You said you how are, terrible he constantly no, looked. We tried to bring up the Steelers he did look terrible. It was this, it was that. Yeah, it was Now impressive. he has a, a good preseason game, and it's off. He's nah, the he's fucking had a whole good preseason. Hold up. He, his stats in the anything. whole preseason well, were really has good. Has Justin Fields, has, has, has he had a better camp than Trey Lance? They've both been up and down. Let, let me ask they you. They really have both been hey, up and down in training camp. Let me ask you. Is this, because right now, let's stop going off a fucking opinion. Let's go off a fact. Okay. Is it not a fact that Trey Lance has been struggling in camp? He has been up and down. No, he's been struggling. He has been it's up been and a down. Fact. Is it not a fact that he struggled versus the Vikings in joint practices? Dude, I don't give a fuck. What it's do you joint mean? practice and training camp. Is it not a fact He's going to be the fucking starter week one. What do you mean? If he if sucks, not, he's going to we'll be the starter. He's going to be the starter. If you're not good in camp, what, do you, what makes he's you think you're going to be good in, in regular season? season? The first game against the Packers, he looked great. I mean, but doesn't this... He didn't look great. He was high as fuck on mad passes. What are you talking about? you think Fields is going to be great in the regular season? Easy way to look at it is... He'll be okay. He'll be You could say that... Lance or Fields? Lance is going to have... Okay, so what's the conversation Lance is in a better situation, You just said if you had Justin Fields, you would fucking cut Garoppolo. I'm saying if Lance had the camp the summer Fields has, 
they would have cut Garoppolo. I must have missed all this Fields hype because I've heard good things and bad things about Fields, just like I've heard good things and bad great, things about he Lance. He had a great preseason yeah. game. I don't really care You're about the preseason. You're missing the point. If Trey I don't disagree with that because how you said, if you play bad, it, it could translate to playing bad in the regular season. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's always the same because we've seen players play great in the preseason. Just, just won three games look at, in the preseason. Exactly. Look okay, at Zach Wilson if, last season. If you're, answer me this. If Trey Lance was lights fucking out in the summer, would they have brought back Jimmy G? Well, Jimmy already, Jimmy G's a Seahawk. They already had that. They didn't have the chance. Jimmy G's a Seahawk. By the time fucking training camp came around in August, it was already too late. You're already installing offenses. You're installing. You have oh, yeah. quarterbacks. In, oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. And even with what all you're saying, August 9th, which we're already past many camps Seahawks training camps. It's in training camp. All, August 9th. All, we're two all, weeks into August training camp. August 9th. Okay. August 9th. Kyle Shanahan was already saying. Jimmy G's fucking gone. They and then they bring him be. back. No one wanted to trade for him. And then what they bring him do? back. Okay. It wasn't an ideal they, situation. Bro, they dude. knew his trade market all along. They knew it had to come to getting him getting cut. I mean, bro, so you, you would have just cut him, him and had and just had Nate safe Nate Sudfield be the backup. Yeah. To come for my young quarterback. Okay. Yeah. So like you're fine basically punting the year. If if Trey Lance sucks I'm not or if he gets hurt. Year. That's basically what you're saying. So wait, so oh that that's interesting. Punting the year, right? So, I think Trey Lance stays healthy, right? Hypothetically. But you're under the assumption that Trey Lance can be terrible. I'm a Trey Lance And that's truther. why you keep J- I'm Jimmy I'm a fan. G. That's why I believe in it. I don't... But you have to look from the other side. Yes, if Trey Lance sucks or if he gets hurt, two things that... Well, injury, whatever. I don't think it's going to happen. Yes, having Jimmy G as your backup is the best luxury Listen, any team could from, have in the from, NFL. From a logical standpoint, a, a football perspective, it... Makes sense. That's why they did it. From the perspective of comforting your young quarterback Correct. and making him feel secure, it I is a did horrible not call decision. Him starter in July, giving him every rep. Not even have Jimmy G in the room on I mean, the practice bro, field, bro. He's not even in the. He's not even in the dude, locker room, dude. The week before the regular season starts, you go and you make this deal with Jimmy G. That's uh, not the, the season's gonna start. You either like you either cut him or some shit's gotta happen by September first. Regardless of that, gotta get down to fifty three. Yes, listen, they've been saying yes. Uh, Traylon's is our guy. Traylon's is our guy. Traylon's is our guy. The week before the regular season, yeah, Drew, they go and they make this. Drew, you I have don't to think get it's your, not no, Drew, ideal. Drew, you have to get your roster down to fifty three on August thirtieth. Okay, I understand. If you're paying him twenty mil, you might cut him. Oh, let's see if we could get a deal. We're waiting to the. They wait to the last minute. Yes, but because they had to get the rush down to fifty three. And I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't sound, but I'm also saying it from this perspective. If I'm Trey Lance, I've been told I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. This guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, is not even a concern to me at all. The week before the regular season starts, yes, they have to solidify a spot, but there was options for Jimmy G and for what the team had to do with him. They decided to sign him to an to a one year extension. Now we know it wasn't they, extensions they, or you understand now what I mean? Now we know they restructured though. his contract. Now let me ask you, Joel. A month ago, had I told you this is going to come down to the wire, would you have said the Niners cut or keep Jimmy G? And have this restructure? No, this wasn't even an option. We, we never thought yeah, about because, this. Because I know, but I'm saying... Be, I that's know the that reason why we, they kept him. We've never, we've never talked about this, but I am under the assumption that had we talked about this, you probably would have said you cut Jimmy G. Nah, you take the restructure. He's paying him six million dollars. You take the restructure, because listen, when we hold, we all started this game. We said the same thing. You take, take the restructure, like, but you look at it from the actual perspective. 
It like is you not gotta think ideal. Kyle for, Shanahan for and, and John Lynch are in a room like this. They're talking how are we can have the most successful season. We cut Jimmy G, or we could pay this man six. Can million I ask you what's a question? Back. What's a bigger deal? What's a bigger deal for you? Your young quarterback's development that you spent the number three overall pick on, or Jimmy G? You mean winning it, the chip? It's hard. Exactly. It's hard because there's of course there, there's that's very, exactly what I'm saying. There's, be, there's just the not many opportunities in the NFL where you just had the number three pick and you're also a Super Bowl caliber Word, so, team. So what happens? It has to be winning the chip. Word. So what happens if Trey Lance does get injured? Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, plays lights fucking out, and Trey Lance comes that's back. Great, that's the Colin Kaepernick and Alex Smith. That's the same shit, and they oh stuck well, with well Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick was younger. Trey Lance, yeah, still that's true. Guy. Yes, but they stuck with the hot hand. Oh yeah. Okay. So they Different stick with coaching. Shit, okay. So let's say you stick with Jimmy G. What happens after that season? I wouldn't want to be the 49ers, GM. Trey that's <laughs> why you cut Jimmy G. No, you keep Lance. You keep Lance. That's why you cut Jimmy G. But that's Jimmy only going to happen if Trey Lance plays extremely bad for five or six Or he gets weeks. hurt, and Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and plays great. We have a large enough sample size with Jimmy G to know what he is. If the Niners wanted to keep like, okay, maybe you keep Jimmy G, and then you're going to yeah, go try, right. try to get another Bro, quarterback. We, we know what Jimmy G is, which is uh, average to good quarterback. We don't know what he Trey Lance is. He was terrible in the playoffs this year. You, you he can, was dog shit. You can, you can think all you want Trey Lance is going to be a star. I'm not saying he's not going to be, but with Jimmy G, you know what the floor is. With Trey Lance, you don't yeah. know anything no, yet. No, I agree. I know. It's a safe bet. And if you're a Super Bowl caliber team, I understand taking the safe bet. There's two different arguments going on. It's a front office, what makes the most logical sense for football, which nine times out of ten, that's what it's going to come down to. Or is it your developmental of a young quarterback and his, you know, his mental health? You know what I'm saying? Like his mental. How are you how is he going to deal with it? But this is the thing, Drew, we were talking about this. If you're Trey Lance, if you're going to be a franchise quarterback, you got to overcome shit. Facts. You can't have a Agreed. weak mind and be like, Agreed. this Agreed. guy's over my back. You can't. Yeah. So this is Man Trey up. Lance. His first That's time starting is a test. It's a test. It's a Man test. It's a exactly. Test. So if... If Trey Lance wasn't going to be a franchise quarterback, he said, and that's what I've been saying with Jordan Love. Nuts. He's overcoming. He has a great mindset. If if Trey Lance wasn't going to work out, it's not because Jimmy G wasn't the backup. It's because he wasn't built for it. I think Trey Lance is built for it, so this Jimmy G shit doesn't move me. It makes it an awkward situation. It's been crazy right now. I understand why it makes it awkward, but if Trey Lance is going to be if Trey Lance is going to be the franchise guy, he already has that mental makeup to get over it. That's fair. That's fair. Now you just said some real That's shit. Fair. It's fair. You going to spit crazy. That's fine. You just go wild. Bro, I'm not saying you're not <laughs> you're not wrong, bro. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that it is an awkward situation. It is awkward. It's it, can we can if, we level from yeah, a human perspective? I was going to say yes, but if Trey Naturally Lance sits awkward. there and the team thinks Lance is our guy, That's it. And historic and historically, when a young quarterback has taken the reins, the veteran fucking moves on. Yeah. Quick. No, you're right. Quick. But his coach has... They realized... Yeah. I mean, it's hard to But to Lance say hasn't these played. His coach has made Lance it very apparent that he's it, the it's guy, just, though. It's just so. fu- bro, it's just funny to me how, you know, I was going to sneak this... I, I didn't even... I wasn't going to mention this, but I have to sneak this in. It's funny how you're over here saying, oh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, this, him coming back means nothing, whatever. But you criticize Jordan Love so much for not playing when Aaron Rodgers is above him. Bro, Jordan Love's been in the NFL like for it's, fucking like it's three easier, years. It's but Trey easier. Lance is the starter, at least. He's named I the know. starter. What I'm saying Who is, is a better prospect, Jordan Love or Trey Lance? It's, it's not close. It's easy. It's not close. It's, bro, it's easy for the Niners to move on from Jimmy G. I know. You're making it sound like it's fucking difficult. With the Packers, it's actually difficult to move but on from the, Aaron. The issue with the Packers, I'm not a huge Jordan Love fan at all, as well, but from a like financial Memphis NFL quick. standpoint, it doesn't make sense because like, why the fuck draft Jordan Love? You sit him on the bench for four years. Now you got to pay him, but you have Aaron Rodgers. I know, That's but my bigger issue I know, with but, Jordan Love. I know, I know, but I'm talking about Jordan Love. Just he was drafted. 
If he, sh- I know he should never been drafted there, but he was drafted there. Him not playing, you cannot be like, oh, he fucking sucks because he's not playing. Well, even it's fucking Aaron Rodgers. The, the small amount I see in the preseason isn't much. He's oh, played one game in three years. Oh, so now you're Trey back. Trey Lance has more starts than him. In, yeah, that's tough. in the regular season. I know, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt, bro. That's that's, he's, he's and fucking you want to keep man. Jimmy G, who always gets hurt. No, that's what I'm saying. Cut I'm Jimmy saying, Gra- That's what I'm saying. It's easy to move on yes, from Aaron Rodgers. It's Jimmy G. Obviously, obviously. Like, whenever we talk about Jordan Love, you make it Talking sound like... the best quarterback. Bro, Jordan Love sucks, though. But what I'm saying is that whenever we talk about Jordan Love, Joel always makes it sound Jordan like Love sucks, it's though. easy for the Packers to just move on from Aaron. No. If that's your really your franchise guy, move on Move off Jordan Love. Tough. Keep Aaron. It's Aaron fucking Rodgers. You're not getting him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for episode 206 six of the Pick Aside Podcast. Yeah, right. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, and buy our merch at PickAsidePodcast.com. Thank you guys for listening and are watching, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, this is Al Galdi from the Al Galdi Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show that you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and Passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand its team podcast network and business operations. Now, Blue Wire is raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand its sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash blue wire. That's wefunder.com slash blue wire.